Welcome to Watch Over, a podcast devoted to all things Arrow and Elicity. Featuring myself, Jen, aka J. Buffy Angel, and me, Kelly, aka Callista Wolf. Be aware we do discuss spoilers and swear now and then, but we will always have fun and you will too. missed you guys so we decided to come back for no early this time a little early this year cal we are one episode away from the end of arrow for a lot of people it's for me yeah (laughs) uh we're having the we're having an end date game discussion we decided to talk about end game ships ships not the movie the ship thing no not the movie no we're not gonna get that podcast back we're just letting it (laughs) it's gone it's gone (laughs) <laughs> oh, we could redo it. Except we don't remember what I what we say. No, which I don't is remember a good what segue. I did this morning. This is a good yeah. segue. Very good so segue. I have to apologize to the lovely Sophie, um, Sophia seven four seven zero. I was having a lovely conversation with her on the last podcast, but the the problem was I was tweeting and podcasting. These are not good things. I can't even text and talk at the same time so I really I can attest to this this is true it's bad it's I'm bad guys like my brain does not attach to my mouth in these situations so I think at some point there was a reference to cantankerous and she was offended and it was certainly not my intention to offend her I was not calling her out in any way I was telling Cal this is like I said this is Sophie too this is very typical of me where I am trying to say hey guys I'm sorry if I offended you and then in the process of saying that, I offend more people. <laughs> Got to work on that. So, yes, I was, she was lovely. She was delightful. There was nothing cantankerous from her. No. We I don't was mind. probably the cantankerous yeah. one. We're, we're sorry for anybody that ever gets offended by yeah. anything we ever say. And I was not specifically, not anything opinion. I said was not directed to Sophie. It was like a broader, I ticked a lot of people off by saying I like last week's episode. So she felt it was directed just at her. Because we read off her tweet, but she wasn't the only person who understand why she thought that. It was completely (laughs) reasonable. So yes, absolutely, very, very sorry. And I wanted to make sure that I said her Twitter because she's delightful. And I told her I would apologize on the podcast too because I am. Because sometimes I think it's nice to hear the verbal. You know what I mean? Yeah, like verbal apologies are nice too. Like it's fine to write. We don't want to hurt anybody who listens. No, never. No, 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 no. no. I never want to offend anyone. I always feel terrible when I do because it's 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 always unintentional. Unless you're a Laura Burr fan, then I'm not sorry. (laughs) She's an Elisti. She's one of us. I love her. She's delightful. So I'm very sorry, sweetie. It will never happen again. I promise. In fact, we should probably not mention anybody specifically yeah we might not just like say twitters just to be safe we're kind of mulling that over because we're like you know like because you know cal and i say stupid because otherwise people will either feel like oh you like and they can get offended and it isn't really fair this isn't like like a dialogue zone right it's not like they can people can dialogue with us on this so i totally get where it's like okay where you're disagreeing with me but like i can't say anything back i'm like well yeah yeah that's That's not fun that's not cool and i would feel crappy if it was being done to me. I was like, okay, well, I can't say anything. And you've got, you know, that's the end of it. So she was completely yeah. reasonable and I suck, which totally. 
You do. Are we really surprised by that? Are we surprised Every, Jen's I, stupid? I agree. No. I agree that you suck, Jen. Not it's an excuse, though. So we'll be more careful going forward. And <laughs> no, I want to thank no, her. She was no, completely she's, delightful yes. in her discussion with me about it, too. Very polite. Accepted my apology. She's classy. Yes. It's all good. She is classy. Okay. At least we Sophie, having she an didn't call discussion. you an asshole. Like, she called me during our... <laughs> original avengers she's podcast. just never gonna let it go guys it could be worse. listen it was a call no, it was called for <laughs> yeah but it was like she does I've not been called that much worse for. than any of you will ever be called i promise because she's lording it over me that she's done with arrow and i'm going into the depths of the dark listen i was thinking i really decided that i'm hanging my hat on this whole barry allen being petty thing i think i'm pretty much that's how I'm going to get Barry through the being season. petty? There's no felicity. Are you being petty to Barry? I'm just saying it's going it's gonna to be Oliver, who's, like, who's showing how who? Oliver's the better hero. Oh, yeah. Well, let's, well, yeah, let's have that, please. And it's kind of like I'm expecting at least by episode 10 that we've stuck it to Barry Allen in some way. Like, if the monitor is coming to get Oliver because he's like, you're the hero I've been looking for, that says pretty much everything about Barry Allen. Like, yeah, I know basically. Oliver's sacrificing for Barry, which that's a whole other. I don't want to, like, that's not no. okay. It will never no. be okay. But, no. like, I also feel the monitor is like, hey, I've looked for all these heroes and none of them measure up. And then Oliver's like, well, what about me? And he's like, oh, yeah, because you're, like, selfless enough to, you know, sacrifice your entire happiness for two twiddledinks that don't deserve it. <laughs> basically. It's basically how I took that conversation to go in the yeah, crossover. Yeah, I did too. So. Yeah. Okay, cool. Monsipi. So yeah, I okay. am I think I can get through if if Oliver is proven to be the superior cuz we all know he's superior. We've been there. But I need it verbally expressed. Yeah. Okay. So okay, so we're talking about ships. Mhm. Big ships, little ships, ships that climb Ships on rocks. in general. Cuz like, we haven't had like a good old fashioned let's talk shipping across Wait. multiple broad <laughs> zones. And I'll tell you how it got started. No. Again, <laughs> I was talking into see I should just don't tweet. mention any names Twitter. I'm don't. not I just I was tweeting oh my, my opinions God. about Raphael and Jane and I have realized here's where I'm at like with the whole Jane the Virgin thing was <laughs> I'm so adjacent to Jane the Virgin it's almost ridiculous to well yeah me. like I've jumped in <laughs> I've jumped in on this boat at the last minute like I have mad respect for all you fans have like who you know, the put in thing. the long and hard yeah. hours. And I got to be honest, oh I haven't watched the middle seasons. I basically watched one, a little bit of two. Then I fast forward and I just watched all my fave Michael scenes that I wanted to watch and all my Raphael moments. And then, like, I just went straight to five. I think I watched so one and two. Well-versed. And then I dipped when it became clear okay. she's going to pick Michael. And then, like, I watched the season premiere from this season. And then I might watch the finale. We'll see. I so I was saying I don't care that much, but I care a little bit. I care just enough to make people angry. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I think I'm just like I'm I'm rolling into this party way too late to be having opinions. It's kind of what yeah. I'm feeling. But you know what? I'm gonna have them anyway. They're probably here's the other thing about opinions. Cal and I were like, this is so freaking subjective. Like anything Cal and I say stands 100% chance of being wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like, just opinion- well, and here's another thing. Opinions can't be right or wrong. So, like, no, if you say, I don't like 
if you say I don't like John Diggle, yeah, I'm gonna think you're probably. I know, I know. It's I'm I'm not gonna agree with that particular opinion, but at the that. same time, I can't tell a person their opinion's wrong as much as I want to because, because it's their opinion. There's nothing about my opinion that makes it more right. There, there's there's facts, and then there's opinions, and the two are not interchangeable. So if somebody right. has an opinion that you don't agree with, you don't have to agree with them. But you can't. Right. But like, right. Yeah. You, that can't be right or wrong. Right and wrong doesn't right. have any place. Correct. It's weird subjective. Like little... saying something like, Felicity didn't show up until season two. Well, that's that's a fact. That's and a that's a false wrong. statement. And that's where we're going to be like, no, And listen, wrong. the Lorimers <laughs> out there and the Antis, they just make blatant false statements. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, there was no Elicity until season three. Oh, it's like, no, that's a lie. Talking to a crazy See, there, lie. right there, there. Lie. I am offending people on purpose. Come at me, well, Laurel Lance fandom. They're, they're um, River fans. Yeah, baby. so no, I was watching Jane because I'm like really enjoying showing up to this race at the very end and just strolling yeah. across the well, finish line with having put like no, yeah, no emotional. I agree pain whatsoever like i didn't have to suffer through spoilers for jane the virgin turn it off if you don't turn us off if you don't want spoilers mm. one two three okay no. i didn't have to suffer through michael dying he came right back <laughs> he was dead for like half a second and then he came back so i was like oh <laughs> hi buddy so I, i'm totally with people who are like hey he was gone and they brought him back and anyway so there was jane chose Raphael. it was sad this whole telenovela thing is so messed up. It, it was sad. I feel bad no, for Michael, but it's like no. it was clearly obvious that they have like cowgirl chick he's going to hook up with eventually. And that's going to be. I have no idea. Who okay. Well, like. so he took Jane to Montana. And of course, oh, that none of this bad. works. It doesn't work. It's a disaster. Oh, I was telling um, Brett Deer, who plays Michael, has done a really good job of like he's finding a sweet this guy. He's really funny, yeah. and he's done a really good job of like finding this other personality with Michael. So like Michael's Michael, but he's not. It's bizarre, and Jane's really struggling with it. So, anyways, bottom line is they've changed too much. They aren't going to work as a couple, and she's really in love with Raphael. So I was reading the, I was reading the exit interview with not exit interview episode interview with the creator, and she said, yeah. I've always known we were going to go here. Like it was always going to be Raphael was essentially. And that what actually ended up happening. Some, and thank you, Jane, the Virgin fans who like increased my knowledge. So apparently Michael was going to die sooner. And she Ooh. said that they love Brett Deer so much that they like wouldn't do it because <laughs> they just really loved him and him and uh, Gina had so much great chemistry. And then. They actually put the line into the show that Michael would love Jane until his very last breath or something. They put that line in the show to hold their feet to the fire so that they would kill Michael. Because that line doesn't make any sense unless you kill Michael at some point. So it kind that's of forced true. their that's hand like, to do it. That's like Chekhov's gun. Right. Got to do it. Got to do it. So I just, we it sparked a conversation with me and Cal. Like, this is very interesting because it's like planned endgame versus like unlikely endgame. Like, we have yeah. different ships who like fall in all of these different categories so we're going to discuss them. Well, except I don't have. I have ships. Any that... ships in the. <laughs> they never became Endgame. <laughs> yeah, that's something Sorry. I think we hold in common. We don't do the AU ship that has no chance in hell. 
Like I just I, and, every time I think I have one, they become no, canon. Well, so I'm like, see, that's why oh. I tell her. Okay, so now you're snooty, <laughs> little miss. I'm right all I'm the time. Sorry, nobody likes I to am. know it all, Cal. Nobody likes to know it all. I'm um, sorry. I really thought Jamie and Brienne were never gonna happen. Never. Listen, I gotta say, as far as ships that I thought were not going to happen that I wanted to happen, I was very much this was gonna be it. Jamie and Brienne were never happening. Yes. And then they happened. Then they happened. We're like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, the actor who plays Jamie has been out there, like, stumping oh, for him He's been doing it for, like, Brienne, years. Right. To oh. hook up. And I just, like, feel like he just sat the writers down and was like, I will have this. You will give it to me before these six episodes are up. Damn, he got right. his ray. So, like, that officially makes them canon, which is great. So, like, non canon couples, ending? I find to be the most painful way you can ship. And I have such mad respect for anybody who does it because Ugh. it's continual gut punch every time, particularly it when the person is with someone else. Like, I find this to be extremely true on Supergirl that there's a big who want Kara and Lena to be together. And listen, there's, like, legit chemistry there. It's, like, it's not like you guys are seeing nothing. In fact, someone said to me, actually, my friend Chelsea, she said to me, like, okay, imagine all the times that Kara saved Lena and, like, flip it, make it hetero. Like, let's say a, let's say it was Superman saving um, Lois Lane in those same situations. You situation. would be expecting it to be She's a like, thing like, you would happens. think it's romantic and undertone. Right. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I, I would. She's like, this is what I'm saying. I'm like, that is extremely fair. But like the writers are just what they're doing. Right. It's just like the writers are just like, it's just not going to happen. Don't tease that shit unless you're going to do it. I know. I'm with people on that. Like, don't do the queer baiting thing. Like, that's so mean. It is mean. Like, it's really mean. It's like just an asshole. Don't move to mess do with people's Like, ships. you don't get there to get was the props a, was... for having like representation, but like you're not willing to go through with it. There was no. a YouTube guy years ago, and I forget his name. Somebody's going to be like, I can't believe you forgot who so and so so is. But anyhow, he did uh, an episode of his YouTube thing about ships like what is ships and what is shipping mm-hmm. and at one point he said something that i was like yes thank you he says do not mess with people's ships if you badmouth somebody's ship and they kill you you asked for it you know basically like and i feel like this could go for like some of the queer baiting some of these shows do it's like you're messing with people's ships just because you're like oh no it has to be hetero why why does it have to be hetero well you have nothing like what else is on the horizon for supergirl right now i don't watch the show so i don't i, don't, I legitimately I stop don't watching know. but is there any guy anywhere near her no right now there there, I, the last time i checked and I could be wrong. The last time I checked, they're on this real kick with Kara doesn't need a love interest. Okay. Well, bullshit. Okay. Listen, <laughs> everybody we have thoughts about that. Interest. Everybody needs a love interest. <laughs> Literally everyone. I get annoyed if there's like, okay, wait, maybe, what are we doing with this guy? Oh, hook him up. Maybe with Come need on. is a strong word. You don't need one, but everybody benefits from a love interest. And listen, she deserves to have that kind of story. And if there ain't no guy and there is no guy from what I understand, there's Lena right there. I know. Ta-da. It's hard to like right there, right wrap there, my brain around right that. There. I don't really Just get it. Well, there. and then it's on top of hard. that, like the cast made fun of people who wanted Ugh. Lena and Kara together at a Comic-Con. It was bad. Like, it was oh. really insulting. What's the matter with you people? Like, just don't do that. <laughs> God. Cast members don't. Well, and I say this, like, don't make fun of it. Like, I don't feel right. <sighs> like Stephen Amell was clearly not a fan of him and Laurel. 
but I don't feel <laughs> like he, he never ever bad mouthed yeah, bad no. mouthed it or made fun of anybody who liked Laurel and Oliver. Um, he just always think, whenever it came up, he'd drum up Oliver and Felicity, instead. right? Or he would just like blank stare blank and share. I'll his, never forget that interview. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's the best. So Big smile because he totally thought <laughs> she was gonna say Felicity. So it seems that Oliver is still in love with, and like he's nodding, and Steve has this huge smile, and it's he's expecting it Felicity, and she says Laurel, and like the his smile drops. It's like it immediate, fell right off his face, and, and it's just like hell. he has <laughs> this kill me now perspective. I would rather talk. I would rather drive nails through my all my eyes than discuss the possibility of Laurel and Oliver. But he still answers the question. And he's, he's he has a very, are you kidding me with this? Like, have you watched my show? That he's was a the professional, other but he's not very good at hiding his feelings. Well, I had a conversation with Mark Guggenheim because he was, I was interviewing him before um, he had to do like the round tables. So like basically when you're with press at the um, Comic-Con, they, they get all the press in one room and like the actors and writers just go, it's like they circle tables and they just move them from station to station. And he was saying, like, that's his least favorite question is, what can you tell me about this season? And I said to him, they probably haven't watched the show. And he literally stopped. And he was like, what? I was like, well, they probably, like, that's such a generic question. They probably haven't watched the show. He's like, you have just revolutionized the way I look at these questions. He's like, you're probably right. I was like, yeah. Like, I remember binging one of the casts I was interviewing. I hadn't seen the show, and I binged it. I binged it in, like, three days. It was impressive. And then they canceled it. <laughs> so I think sometimes, like, when they're asking, like, when it's, when an interviewer asks Stephen that question, that says to me, clearly she has not watched the show. That was an ill-prepared. Or hasn't watched it in a while. In a while. Right. <laughs> it was like, really? So, like, I could you tell he was irritated that she was like, you still you think, think that's, that's a thing? still a thing? So apparently you stopped watching in season been? one. Right? It's like This is middle of season three, guys. Right. Catch Be up. more prepared. Be more prepared. Yeah. Okay. So planned endgame that we loved. Oh, planned endgame that we loved. There's a lot. Because Cal and I, here's the deal. We don't like to veer. No, we too far the off writers. the path because yeah Anyways. I like to do what I'm told like if you tell me this couple is we're starting out in the pilot with them and you know this is where you're headed with them and as long as you give me a strong enough story to support it I very rarely argue with that rarely if ever particularly with love triangles because like sometimes like a love triangle will exist but it's very clear there's a clear play there's there's like a with Jane the Virgin Sorry. right sorry guys we're sorry. <laughs> no. I feel bad for the Jane and Michael fans because I got to be honest, like the they've done them dirty. They really have because they could have just left Michael dead. And even though, yes, you and I said they're bringing Michael back to so that she has so to Jane have a can choice. pick Raphael yeah. and Raphael knows he's first choice. Right. It really does a lot of harm to like the Michael and Jane relationship. And one thing I thought was super screwy was they were saying Michael had quit his job as a detective and he was going to law school and he was secretly interviewing or he was secretly um, 
investigating some really bad person and that's kind of one of the reasons he died and Jane didn't know that she didn't know that he was still investigating and he said that he was like cowboy Michael was like I was really unhappy that I quit my job but I did it for you and I was really happy with you that's kind of rude right so then Jane was like okay well you gave up and Jane's all about following your dreams and Raphael's very supportive of like Jane following her dream as a writer and like he's completely quit his like hotel gig and he's like a real estate agent now just so like she can live out her dream and they have like Mm -hmm. like somebody needs a stable job with insurance and so he's like taking one for the team right and like basically Michael was saying that Jane made him quit his dream I was like really guys like we don't have to shit on it as you're breaking it apart like that sucks I was like we don't need to do so like Jane's like looking at this as we weren't as happy as I thought we were kind of phrase it was almost like they were alluding to yeah it felt like they were this is why I said if Jane and if Michael hadn't died and he and Jane had stayed together it kind of felt like they were saying they wouldn't have stayed together well right that's what I'm saying it's like before before saying that sort of thing at least before before that came up then at least the Jane and Michael fans could have said listen if Michael had never died they would have ended up together but Which from what I've seen, that's what they sold all of that. when he died. Like, they had a really yeah. cool flash forward of, like, what their life would have been like. And he was an old man. See, I selectively watch clips, guys. So I'm, I'm, somewhat, I'm somewhat in the know. Like, I'm, I would say 60%. I have no know <laughs> So, like, it was a really sweet scene how, you know, There's they grow together. No. And they'd have a bunch of kids. And it was really sweet. And I really loved it. And no so, like, no. I just felt like they were crapping on all of that. Just like just it. to say that Raphael, oh, and then at the very end of the episode, they had all these cute, like, they were labeling characters, like, you know, <laughs> it's so, it's hard to describe, but it was like, Jane was the damsel. It was like a very cowboyish theme, you know, like, high noon kind of titles. And at the very end, they titled Raphael, the true love interest. Oh, God. I wow. was like... I mean, wow, really? So but I was seeing some here's Michael fans pretty ticked, and I was very supportive of their anger because well, it was crappy. Here's, and here's They've the done thing. you dirty, this guys. Is where, this is where love triangles get messy and why yeah. I don't like love triangles is because yeah. if the writers try to ride the middle line too much, they take away the drama. Yeah. A bit, you know, and so they always eventually have to make a choice. Which one is the better choice? And they're always going to piss off the fans of the other ship. Pretty Every much you're going to crap all over the other ship in your yeah. effort to show that that ship Correct. is the right ship. But I feel right. like there was a way in this particular this show that you worse. could have like had Michael in a little box and Raphael in a little box. But I don't know if it's, is it worth bringing Michael back just so Raphael knows he's like first choice. Eh. 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 <laughs> I don't know. But here, the important thing that. is, the important thing that I took away from it was them saying that Raphael was always going to be the end game. And here's the thing. The yeah. reason I like that is because when I watched the beginning, I saw that. I watched the setup for both couples and I saw Jane and Raphael as the endgame couple and Michael was the for now guy. Like, I saw it. Yeah. And so when they said this, that this was always the plan, I was like, aha. Well, then I wasn't just seeing things. I feel justified and vindicated for my 
opinion. Well, Not and they adjusted their right plan. Wrong, but... Right. They adjusted their plan to include Brett on the cast longer because he was yeah. so. Because, I mean, when they start off with Michael on the pilot, he's kind of shady. Like, he, he doesn't want shady. the baby and. You know, he's not telling the truth to Jane about stuff. And I admit I was not favorable, favorable towards him in the beginning because of that. Right. But like, then, you know, you were not I think a nice guy to Jane. In the beginning. No, Dude. he was not. I was when she <sighs> broke up with him. I was like, yeah, that's the right call. But then, you know, Raphael was a hot mess in season one, too. Like then he was dumping her because he didn't want to drag her down. And Raphael has like major emotional like sharing issues. He like goes <laughs> into the dark hole with booze and he just stops communicating jane's very communicative Listen, so that's not gonna work and nobody very communicative lily white in this situation so if no you sit there and say, well, this it's person's really, bad and this person's good and it's, like it's really one of those perfect almost love triangle <laughs> relationship because i was like oh i can no this is me this is not cal because i'm like i no. i could see arguments <laughs> for both i just prefer Raphael. and why do i prefer Raphael? because i feel like you know i I had this problem when I was watching, like, The Vampire Diaries. It was like, Damon's hot. So that's the reason they wanted to gather. Listen, that's a valid opinion. If you just like an actor or a character because they're insanely good looking, that's very... <laughs> I mean, listen, we all need eye candy. But I like that Raphael um, is deeply supportive of Jane and self-sacrificing in order for her to have her dream. And I do feel like there's a bit of destiny there. I mean, the fact that they, like, kissed and then she gets pregnant with his baby, like, a year later or two years later or five years later or whatever. This is where the details escape me. That's pretty great. And I do think Raphael has really tried to become somebody who's worthy of Jane, which is nice. Yeah. I like it when characters change and grow and become more worthy of each other. Yeah, I feel like there's a big arc with Raphael. He's kind of a mess in the beginning. I feel like that could sag into He's turned into a really good guy. Yeah, my thing with Raphael, <laughs> Raphael really likes money. And with Jane not having any, that was a very big sticking point for them. And I like that Raphael stuck to his guns about it for a very long time, where he was like, no, it's not money in and of itself is not a bad thing, which I agree with him. It's how you use it. But I don't think that they always used it correctly. So, you know, but then when he loses it, he understands where Jane is coming from. You have to have something other than the money, you know, because right. it's cliche, but money isn't everything. Anyways, okay, so Raphael and Jane, we're playing Nan Game. We're very happy about it. Um, one of the other big ones for me was Lucas and Peyton. That was a huge – One Tree Hill was a massive love triangle show. And what's weird yeah. about it now is when I look back at the show – Probably why I didn't watch it. <laughs> well, okay. When they had, like, <laughs> multiple love triangles, it was, like – it was weird. It was like quadrangles. Yeah. It was, yeah. So uh, when I look back at it, because the, I can't remember his name, the executive producer, the creator, is a total scuzz bucket and sexually harassed all the women on the cast. And yeah. they came out with a letter um, just saying everything that he did. And he was a disgusting pig and they fired him. So, um, but I was heartbroken when um, Peyton left the show because I was big Lucas and Peyton. So Lucas and Peyton left the show. They were endgame. And the reason why she, um, Hillary Burton didn't come back was because of this asshole producer. I'm like, oh, I could add more Lucas and Peyton if this guy was not like a supreme dick. But that is a show that I feel is very connected to the personal lives of the actors. Like, for example, so the big love triangle was Lucas, Peyton, and Brooke. And they really made it feel like Lucas and Peyton were going to be it um, in season one. And then there's a swerve. 
because the actors, uh, Chris, no wait, Chad, Michael Murray, and Sophia, why am I blanking on her name? I can't Bush. remember. Anyways, the Sophia Bush, thank you. They got married. They were dating. So, like, on the show, Lucas, right, and <laughs> didn't last long, but they, like, Lucas and ba- Brooke got together, and it lasted for about as long as it took for their divorce to go through, and then, all of a sudden, he was all about Peyton again, and it was Peyton. Now, Hillary Burton was, like, you know, she suddenly became, you know, what's his name's muse, and was very focused on her in the show, which you can totally see the, the, ter- the twist in the show, but I... My opinion is Luke is a disaster zone. What really should be happening is it should be Peyton and Brooke who <laughs> like that's the primary relationship we keep in co- on core. Like the the worst thing about that love triangle is that it really they Brooke and Peyton really went through some times where they were like hating each other because of this guy. And it was really sad. But they find a way. Once we get out of high school, they find a way to be best friends and like the Brooke just like is very supportive of Lucas and Peyton as their relationship. Because if you can't come away uh, from one tree Hill, not, not understanding that Brooke is the best. I don't really know. I don't know what to do with you. <laughs> she just is. But Peyton, I feel Luke was the best when he was with Peyton and I could tolerate him the best when he was with Peyton. <laughs> but yeah, I never really signed on to Luke and Lucas and Brooke because I was like that's not what it was in the pilot so I feel like that's not where it's gonna end up and I was right but for weird personal reasons on the show not because of the story so there's that um obviously the planned end game for me is Buffy and Angel I will not accept any disagreement on this fact because <laughs> the series finale aired and Angel is the one she wants to be a baked cookie with and that's just the end of it it's Fair just enough. done. I don't know logistics. I don't know when he becomes human. I don't know when she becomes the baked cookies. I don't care. But they have babies someday, and they get married, and that's just the end of it. Cool? Okay. Okay. Sure. Uh, Ross and Rachel. Were you a Ross and Rachel fan? I was a Ross and Rachel fan. Um, Listen, I know, like, current conventional wisdom is that Ross is the worst, and I don't disagree with that. But at the time I was watching it, I was just like, blah, 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 blah. Ooh, Ross and Rachel, yay. You know, like, everybody was for Ross and Rachel back then, so. Ross is the <laughs> worst? Just... How's Ross the worst? When did that happen? Oh, my gosh. Where have you been, girl? Not watching <laughs> Friends and realizing Ross is the worst, apparently. Oh, my gosh. There's been only really? about a million think pieces on how Ross is the worst. Oh, how yeah. Ross is terrible? Ross is. I liked Ross. He's. I mean, he he's had some bad moments, though. I mean, really, when you think about it, when they were together, he was such a supreme dick about Rachel's job. See? Yeah, that was bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, she <laughs> she has to work late. It's like, okay, yeah. well, you've been he was He was kind of a dick about a lot of things. Yeah. And a lot of people are still salty that, like, he kind of kept Rachel from her dream job at the end. Oh, yeah. So it was a like, lot about yeah. Rachel change. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I was just so happy that they finally got together. I just yeah, I see, that was me. I, 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 I didn't, I didn't get, I didn't get deep with it. I was just like, oh, Ross no. and Rachel, yeah, like, well, hey, you know, because I, was, I watched that. I didn't. I'm an binge easy sell. I didn't binge Friends on Netflix like a lot of people who are younger than my generation did. I actually watched it live as it was airing on television. And so it was years and I 
Like you, we, I just I, went we along both with it for years. Put it and on a I decade. It, it I remember fun. I kind of went through an off phase with Friends, but then I remember the season. I think it was season nine or ten was after September 11th, and I don't know what it was about Friends, but it was very comforting after September 11th happened, and I remember that season was really good. And that's when I started watching again. And it was a lot of like, is it okay for us to laugh? Because like, no, you know, the tragedy was just the horror show that was September 11th. It's like you didn't know what was like how to act going for like, how do you move forward after something like this happens? And I don't know. Friends kind of helped me. It felt like it returned some normalcy, you know? Yeah. It was really good. I just I watched Friends from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I watched it to the end. I, you know, I never question really the writers as I'm watching something no, like me neither. Even like everybody bitches about like the Joey and Rachel moment. Like at oh, the yeah. time when I was watching it, I was fine with it. Like I, I didn't know, same. I, as as much as I was for Ross and Rachel, I like I didn't mind the little Right. I didn't mind the little she took Rachel a little side street to jo- to Joey yeah. Lane. I didn't mind that. I was like, well that no, makes sense. I didn't either. And it like just, nowadays, yeah. everybody gets really mad about it. And I'm like, oh. No, I remember watching that and be like, it's a little weird. I was like, oh, my gosh, what's Ross going to say? But I was like, but this is stupid. What, but the scene funny. that really sold it for me was, you know, Joey is talking to Ross about it. And he was like, he says in Pat, like, Ross is upset about it. And he's like, well, Rachel and I haven't been together for like, he like does the math. They haven't been together for like five years or some ridiculous amount. And he's like, oh, my God, five years. He was just like. He realized himself, it was one of Ross's less crappy moments, I guess, that he has no right to tell either one of his friends that they can't date. Like, him and Rachel were forever ago, and he needs to get over it. Like, that's fair. That's true. I don't like the whole friend thing. Like, you can't have ownership over people's feelings. Like, if you break up, I think it's kind of fair game, but that's just me. It's a controversial opinion. Lots of people disagree with me on that, because, like, like, that's not okay. Like, yeah, but if you're friends, you have very common interests, so wouldn't be really well, surprising that you have your interest in the same love interests? I think it's a case-by-case basis. Like, if you yes, that's know fair. your friend is the sort that would be upset by that, you should run it by them first. If if you know that right. they're not going to care, then they're not going to care. If they passive-aggressively say it's okay, but then turn around and passive-aggressively make your life miserable for dating their ex-boyfriend that <laughs> Then you need to get ago, new friends. <laughs> I may I may be speaking from high school experience and, like, go crazy on you to the point where your mother has to intervene because they have lost their damn mind. That's when you get new friends. I stopped being friends with that person. My mom's like, she's crazy. She's like, you're in the middle of a fatal attraction. You need to extricate yourself from this situation. You're only 17. Like, okay, mommy. Uh, Carol and Doug is like one of my great will they, won't they. And I thought our hopes were completely dashed of any kind of happy ending when George Clooney left the show. And there will never be a moment in television, I think, where I am more excited and more surprised than when he came back for Carol's final episode. That was a beautiful moment. Because, listen, this is back in when we had, like, there were no cell phones. It was just, you got your TV guide. If you were, if you were, my parents wouldn't even pay for TV guide. Like, we didn't get TV guide. We just got, like. No, I'd read it in the checkout line at the grocery store. Right, I would try to, like, like, steal. Right, and (laughs) we would just get the the guide that was in the newspaper. The newspaper, yes. Which had nothing in it. It was just. No, nothing. And a lot of times it was wrong. So, 
I mean, for him, and like, there was just not, and he paid crew extra, so nothing would leak or anything. But even then, I was like, well, where is it going to leak to? Nowhere. Um, <laughs> it was just, it was amazing. It was a great night. And I'm very happy that I did not veer. Because they did a whole lot of, Carol with a bunch of other guys, like Luca. They were really trying to sell me on this whole Luca thing. And I'm like, no. She no. not buying it, guys. It's not happening. <sighs> okay. Lost. Now, this is interesting because I'm watching Lost. I'm on season four. And I'm <laughs> way more into the ships than Callie ever was. No. I, that was a prime example of whatever the writers were doing. Like, whatever ship was on my screen, I was like, okay, fine. And I didn't really care. Like, I didn't really like Jack or Kate all that much. So I didn't really care about, like, who Jack or Kate was with. I was like, meh, meh. I <laughs> care about Jack and Kate a lot. She it pisses me she off when she's Ke- with Sawyer. I really like Jack. Jack's the best. Maybe it's like residual party of five. Like maybe in being in love with Matthew Fox all those years might have something to do with it. I don't know. I just really like Jack. I don't know, man. I just This is just the way it is. I like Sawyer, but like Sawyer just feels like anytime Kate's picking Sawyer, it just feels like she's picking it because she's got issues with Jack. And she doesn't feel like she's good enough for Jack. I'm like, you're fine, girl. That could be true. Jack's kind of a mess, so. They're all a mess. They're all a mess. But listen, when you want to talk like top tier, God level lost ships, you're talking about Jin and Son. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Can I just bitch for a second? Like, I'm on four. We've gotten like no Jin and Son. Like nothing. Jin and Sun are like the long game. Okay. I'm just so <laughs> tired. Like, I'm like, give me some Jin and Sun. They're constantly together and then they, they separate and then they're together and okay. then they separate. And well, then I need some more Jin and Sun. It's die. been eight. I'm on episode, <laughs> what am I, five? It's been a lot of uh, Saeed. <sighs> I like Saeed, but he's also he's confusing. messy. He's messy. He's messy. With the whole he's torture. It's fine. He gets okay. here. <laughs> I, okay, this is one of those weird cross-shipping ones where there's a lot of Alyssi fans who watched Once Upon a Time. It's so strange how this stuff happens. So the cross-ship is Alyssi and Hook and Emma, Captain Swan. And I liked Captain Swan and Emma, and I read that they brought Hook on to be Endgame Romance for Emma. Like, they specifically created Captain Hook to be, this version of Captain Hook was going to be Emma's. And they had a relationship with um, the father of her child. Like, I was watching it when that was going on. Did anybody actually prefer that to Hook? No. I mean, this is one of those situations (laughs) where there was, I'm sorry, no offense to the actor, but there was such a blatant um, difference in hotness that I was like, hmm. Are we really saying that we would pick anyone who's not Colin Donald? Are we saying that? I don't. Or is it O'Donnell? This is where it's I get. O'Donoghue. O'Donoghue. Thank you. I get him confused with our Colin. Um, That's yeah, he bad. was really hot. And <laughs> they had smoking chemistry. And that is something that they followed through on to the very end. And I was very happy they did. I was like, they sold me. I believe it. Like, doesn't it make sense that Emma, who's a bounty hunter, falls in love with the biggest fairy tale criminal that ever was? Yeah, it works. 
It's like Buffy falling in love with Vampire Slayer falling with a vampire. I stopped watching Once Upon a Time because it annoyed me. I got a little, yeah, I had a, I had a bailout after a certain point. So Okay, so we're going to talk two things. So when the writer should have veered from the plan but didn't. I don't have any experience with that. You didn't watch How I Met Your Mother? No. Oh, my gosh. See? <laughs> There was nothing I have about that finale that was okay with me. It was a disaster zone. Basically. Most everybody that ever watched it has bitched about it. Like, it's, I think it's the worst Because the premise ever. of the show, you watch the pilot and Ted meets Robin in the pilot. And you are thinking the entire time you're in the pilot that this is the mother. This is how I met the mother. You know. And at the very end. It's Aunt Robin, or we find that out another episode. I can't remember. But you find out she's not the mother. So then you're like, oh, well, we have this main love interest here who's apparently the main love interest, and she's not the mother, so what the heck is going on? And the entire series, the entire series is about Ted learning to let go of Robin so his heart is open for the woman he's supposed to be with, okay? Then they go out and they cast the most perfect person to play Ted's wife. And she's basically female Ted, but without all the annoying characteristics. <laughs> so she's perfection. I love her. And the whole last season is about Barney and Robin getting married. It was like it took place all in this one day. And it was all about the wedding. And it was all about Ted letting go of Robin and being happy for her and Barney. And then he meets the the mother at she was like in the band of Barney's wedding and they meet at a train station with it was raining with the yellow umbrella it was I mean it was the best cute meet you could have ever designed in the history of TV it was so great and then the finale airs and basically we've spent how many nine years waiting for Robin and Barney to get 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 together for Ted to get over Robin and they divorce Barney and Robin They've married like three years in the last episode and they divorced them. So we went from married in one episode to divorce the ne very next. And then they that killed the mother. So they killed her. So you basically went from the mother dies in the finale and then, you know, Ted finishes the story to the kids. And this is the part they pre-taped with the actors. And they were like, oh, hey, dad, you know, um, this is a great story about mom, but it was all about Robin. You should date her. And you, the mother died about five minutes earlier. <laughs> and you're like, what? And he goes out and him and Robin end up together. It was horrible. I was just like, this is, I, I pretty much felt, I was like, okay, so the mother was basically a human incubator to deliver children to Ted because Robin couldn't yeah. have kids. And then he ends up with Robin and then you kill her. <sighs> It was That's so offensive. It was super offensive. And if you are a Barney and Robin fan, you are livid. And I was. I really liked Barney and Robin. It made no sense. They made no sense why they got divorced. It just was like, what are you guys even on about? It was just awful. And I do remember Allison Hannigan said, like, they had a funeral scene that they cut. And she's like, the audience had, like, no time to process the mother's death before Ted's running after Robin. I'm like, Yeah. But that is a situation where they also had an alternate ending. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you guys should have just done with that. So, because it was basically <laughs> like Ted 
it's just, you know, I fell in love with your mother and that's, you know, that's the story. And Ted isn't going back to Robin and they actually hint at Robin and Barney. Why wouldn't they do that? I don't know because, okay, actually I do know they were set on this plan that they had this plan that Barney was going to, or that Ted was going to end up with Robin no matter what. And Sure, maybe that makes sense in the first season. But after the show had gone on for nine years, the two characters were so different, had evolved to such different places. Had fa- she had fallen in love with his best friend. It made no sense to put them back together, particularly after you have spent nine years telling us that Robin is not the girl for Ted. The entire series is based upon that premise. And then he gets together with her in the last episode. You're like, that makes no sense. Well, here's the thing. The only time I say changing the plan is a good idea is when it makes sense to the story, to the characters, and when the fans support it. From what this sounds like, there was none of that. There was no sense to the story, no sense to the characters. No, the fans didn't like it. Like, what is the reason? Barney and Robin had, I honestly think the Barney and Robin thing happened. I don't think that was part of the plan. I just think the two actors, Neil Patrick Harris and crap, Colby Smothers had amazing chemistry together. And it was way better than what she had with Ted, in my opinion. Um, And they just went for it. And it was really one of, if you watch the pilot, if you watch the pilot and you watch the season fi- series finale, those two episodes make total sense. Makes total sense. You're like, oh, of course. He but it's such a dissonance. But you have for to take out else. the nine years of story in between for it to make any sense. Well, and that's super super disrespectful to all the fans who watched those nine years. Right. Well, it felt it really felt super disrespectful to the mother. I was like, this is. There's a scene where Ted runs to her apartment and he's like, in 45, it was really romantic. He's like, in 45 days, we're going to meet and we're going to be so happy and we're going to have kids. And, and he says, I just want those extra 45 days with you. I wish it was now so I could have those extra 45 days. And my husband and I looked at each other and we're like, they're killing her. He's like, there is absolutely no way the mother is still alive. I was like, I would be so mad if they killed this woman because she is delightful. And they did. Also, he could end up with Robin. I was like, that's some bullshit. It was actually more romantic when he was just like, that's the story of how I met your mother. And ta-da! And they end on the wedding. Actually, what the final scene is, is you see Ted meet the mother. They, like, reorganize the order a little bit. And Ted, the final scene is Ted meeting the mother on the train station. And that was the last scene. I was like, that's what it should have been. But they didn't. They were dumb. That was two people who were like, we have this plan and we're following through on this plan. And people were like, you paid no attention to how your characters evolved over the last nine years. And now nobody wants to watch any other show no, they're associated with. No. People were really, I think universally it is the most hated season finale, series finale ever written That's for any show. That's quite distinctive. Yeah. I mean, I really have never run into a single person. people really don't person. like finales well i gotta be like i remember almost in every poll it's always at the bottom if not the worst i've never met anyone who's enjoyed it i mean you'd have to be a ted and robin fan to enjoy it and there weren't many of those folks left i'm sure that there were but not many. i've never known one yeah that is really a situation where you needed to chuck the plan a you know it would it would be very it would be like oliver you know is promised to Laurel and the is gonna end up with Laurel, dates Felicity for like nine years, and then he ends up with Laurel in the finale. You're like, what? It's, yeah. 
that's like the best uh, example kind of and that's comparison. what people uh, I've seen people before I left Twitter I saw people that were afraid of that very thing happening I think probably because of how I met your mother yeah I mean, I, how I met your in yeah, eight, how I met your mother gonna, has damaged the psyches of has, many television viewers and really makes yeah. them skittish and it's basically cited as the reason why my ship won't end up together is because they're going to how, how I met your mother, me. It's a verb. Yeah. <laughs> That's not good, guys. It's bad. It was really, really Those bad. Those writers should be ashamed and of And I don't know. The writers were, like, super, like, because they they filmed this scene with the kids, like, the first season that they had to use it. I was like, no, you don't have to use it. You can chuck it. It's fine. <laughs> It's okay. I get the well, kids grew up and it's cool because, oh, look, it looks the same. Like, we've been telling the story all in one year or whatever. It's like, nobody cares, dude. You can chuck that. You can chuck the film and say we were going to You can chuck it. it. Just use the voiceover and, like, change some of the, the voice, you know, what they're saying. It's right. fine. It's fine. Okay, Find so the other budget. thing <laughs> that I'm kind of, like, where I'm slowly forming this opinion, hmm. Game of Thrones the writers should have veered from John and Danny. I don't think this John and Danny thing was a good idea. At least not the way they're presenting it. The way it's been set up, the way it's 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 carried out, I've not enjoyed any of it. Me neither. <laughs> now, like not even a thing. single second of it. Since the beginning of last week, I've been rewatching Game of Thrones, which is mm, the only time smart. I've ever done that. I yeah, watched this show. You're like one and done. I know, but I I watched I watched it as it was airing. So mm-hmm. it's been a long time since I've seen those early seasons. I watched them live. And yeah, a lot of it I didn't get. Like, I was barely paying attention. I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. I, who are these people? What right. is that person's name? I have no idea what's going on. Like, eventually I kind of picked up on what's happening. But for a lot of it, I was kind of clueless. And so since I've been rewatching, I've been like, I noticed this. I noticed this. I know who that person is. I know what they're talking about here. Right. Oh, my gosh. This is all foreshadowing. You know, like it's been kind of amazing rewatching mm-hmm. it now, knowing everything that I know. And here's the thing. I've seen the way they've set up relationships on this show in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I loved John and Egret. Okay. Yeah. John and Egret was great. They were fantastic i enjoyed every second like she just gave him all of it and he took it and it was it was fun and engaging and i liked it when they were on my screen at the same time like that's a shift for me you know and but i never really got that feeling with john and danny i know there was a lot of fans who were like very excited for them to have scenes together and i was just like meh I don't, it feels I don't really care. very Laurel and Oliver together to me because it, you know, this whole he's ice, she's fire, they come together I sounds guess. cool. You know, you're like, oh, that's a good idea. Um, like, <laughs> she's got the dragons, he's from the north, but king of the north. maybe see know. if they got some chemistry first. Right, it's like, yeah, I was like, like, can I get a little chemistry? It's like, it feels like when I first heard about Arrow, it's like, oh, you know, this is an origin story for Oliver and Laurel. They start off broken up and then they both become superheroes and they end up together. I'm like, oh, that sounds really cool. And then, it, like, I watch them, and I'm like, they're oh, first of all, no. this backstory is horrible. <laughs> Third, second, I, there's no chemistry. There's nothing. And I, I feel like games is really great at like slow burns, and they build over a period of time. And Danny <clears throat> and John in season six, it was like they're telling us that they're in love rather than showing us. Like, 
I just don't see what they have in common. Well, other than the fact that they both free people, I guess. I don't know. It just I just never understood what like, is the thing that's making what both about of their them... backgrounds make them alike? What about their their mindsets, their their theologies, their their approach to people, approach to justice, approach to anything what right about they're it is, very is, different is compatible well someone made a very good point about Daenerys I was reading an article I wish I could remember the article I'm sorry person who wrote the article but they said it there's something really interesting about Daenerys in the sense that you know she wants to be this democratic option for people but she believes she's predestined to be the ruler like those two um ideas don't fit it's like because when people disagree with her, how does she? Right, react? exactly. It's like okay, well, you want them to be free, but then you also believe you're born to rule them. It's like so, like eh, you're you're free, but work. you have to choose me. But you have to pick like, me exactly. It's like okay, but am I free then? No. So, um, and I do feel we are headed into some serious misogynistic territory in these final two episodes. I'm just preparing myself for it, and I just the whole thing. The whole thing with John and Danny being in love, I was like, it's it, just it was not necessary. Well, it was not necessary for the plot. No, no like not at necessary. all. Because she didn't have a boat baby. Everybody was saying that there was going right. to be a boat Where's baby. Right, where's the pregnancy? There's nothing. There is none. There's, There's no, no baby. No. So what's with all the so foreshadowing was, and I won't have any more so children? So why did we and, have to have them together? Right, and then it's like, why oh. are you having them fall in love? First of all, they're not they're not going to let them get married. The most the, the thing that makes the most sense is for them to get married. It really does, like politically, and it yeah. alleviates oh, a lot yeah. of their problems. So the whole thing Since that's stopping either. that is John does not want to bang his aunt now that he knows that she's his aunt. Daenerys is cool with it. She will bang. She will bang her nephew. She's got. She's in love with him. She has no problem with it. She's a Targaryen. But John's like, you know, from the cool. north, can't get it up anymore. So it's pretty much what happened in their love scene. Was John couldn't get it up, and he was like, we're gonna stop because I'm grossed out. Um. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, if you're not going to go the most obvious route, if you're not going to have them produce a child, if you're, there, there's literally nothing in this relationship that is required to move the pot forward. So you could skip it. And I think the show would be the better for it. Just have them both be individual rulers coming from opposite sides of the of the world and they come together to fight whatever. John can bend the knee all he wants to Danny. He doesn't have to sleep with her on top of it. Like you still have all the political intrigue. But it's like they wanted to add this extra layer of complexity. I'm like, no. Well, it's like they wanted to just like, it feels like shipper bait. Is what it, it does. It's like, like, oh, look how they're death. Like, you should want them to be together. But then look at the circumstances keeping them we apart. We want people and it's to so buzz tragic. our show I'm like, on eh, Twitter. I'm fine with them not so together. Gonna... Like that. Right. Yeah. I was just like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, Danny could still be upset about John's heritage because he's a threat to the throne. Right, and that's been her goal this whole time. Right, so it's like that can all be present, and you can have John saying to Danny, "I, you're my queen. I will bend the knee a thousand times," and she's like, "Don't tell your family." He's like, "Totally gonna tell my family." You can have all of that without the sex. I see nothing. The sex, the sex adds to nothing other than just being icky, and apparently, Gabe likes icky. to throw some incest in there. You know, I just, but this let's is, talk I feel very strongly about these, like, this was a bad idea. This is a bad idea. I feel let's very confident by the time I get to episode six, it's going to be a bad idea. <laughs> what they've done well. 
Oh, yes. Okay, so this kind of gets into unlikely ships that the became ship that wasn't Endgame. supposed to happen or the, yeah so like this is the times where maybe it was supposed to but right we, just, we didn't get it right well <laughs> and that we the it feels pretty particular that the writers veered off the plan for another relationship that popped up as the actors and the characters developed i mean whether or not that's true i don't know but it feels that way i feel very confident in two of them that is true the other two that we have so um Number one, since we're talking about games, Jamie and Brienne. That was definitely something that they have teased romantic undertones. But even, like, Gwendolyn Christie has been, like, she has said that she's not entirely, she was never entirely sure that it was going to go a romantic way. Like, there were a lot of layers to Brienne's emotions for Jamie, And she said that they're not necessarily romantic in nature. But I'm like, well, when but you have again, Cersei say, oh, you're in love with him. And yeah, she, like, doesn't exactly. say anything. I'm like, okay, Gwendolyn. Yeah. But also they stated sure, it on the I think page. Gwen was being very, very <laughs> diplomatic there. She was being she very that. diplomatic. And whereas Nick is like, it's fine. Nick is not diplomatic at no, all. No, he's like, like no, he should end up with Brienne. They should have babies on Tarth. If you yeah, ask like him any Andy and... that he wants for Jamie, he's like, Brienne and having a bunch of babies. Which sold. makes me think that's what's not gonna <laughs> pretty much not gonna happen. So we're so freaking screwed. <laughs> if you go into games thinking you are going to be anything less than screwed over, allow me to share that with you. You are going to be screwed over. So just go into it. I Everyone you will the... ever love dies. Every ship you will ever love dies. Everyone dies. I watched the um the Red Wedding episode today. First time I've rewatched the Red Wedding since it originally aired. Yeah, and I watched it. I'm like, man, this this is so brutal. I know. Like, I wish I didn't brutal. know about it. Like, I can't decide if I <sighs> if it's a good thing that I knew about. Like, I knew it happened before I watched it, so it wasn't shocking for me. But I feel like if I didn't know, it would have been so traumatic. It is this traumatic, even knowing it. Me now, it was pretty bad it was knowing coming. it at the start. I was like. But I, I felt like nauseous the whole episode, just waiting for it to. I get very to that part. particularly I like, oh did God, not try to become terrible. emotionally attached to certain people because I knew that they died at right. the red wedding. So I protected my heart a little bit. But now it's too late. I'm all in. I don't. Nobody knows how yeah. this is gonna end, and I'm just like everybody's gonna die. Okay, <laughs> let's talk about happier, unlikely ships. Joey and Pacey. Joey and Pacey. That is Listen, one of the I best. I never liked. Oh. I never liked Dawson. Dawson's one and of our I, no TPs. Yeah, he's he's just—he was a whiny little bastard <sighs> who thought I he never owned Joey. Ever liked him? Never ever liked him. I don't know. I think they were so clearly trying to set Pacey up as the one. They made Dawson so unbearable in season three. I actually wanted Pacey to drown him in that boat race. <laughs> like just someone That's... kill him he is horrible he's a horrible person he was he was literally the worst like there was yeah. nothing sympathetic about him truly in, truly in... awful oh, my truly God. awful was... just i was reading this website they do these great reviews but they haven't finished uh the dawson's creek i gotta find the link again but they just drag dawson it's hilarious in season three because Share pace is everything and dawson because is. i'm always here for dawson and i remember Dragon. my sister was a senior in high school when we were watching it and we were just like super obsessed oh no she was in college and he had she had come home from school so she was around to watch the finale and we were very very 
amped up and she's like we call it Pacey's Pond and yeah it's just <laughs> it was really it was really great when Joey picked him and what's so wonderful what's so scary is I don't know if a lot of people know that it was going to be Dawson and Joey at Which, the end. if it had been, it would have been colossally disappointing. Right. I, I don't think Kevin Williamson knows. I have complicated emotions about Julie Pleck, but she really did save his ass on that one because he was going to write Joey and Pacey. They end up together. But he was having difficulty writing the scene. Like, he couldn't get Joey it to and come Dawson, together. It's like, because they don't make any sense. And Julie Pleck launched into this massive... This is why it has to be Pacey. Pacey is the love, you know, Dawson's her innocent childhood, but Pacey's the one that, you know, she's, you know, he's taught her how to be a woman. And it's just like, it's the more adult relationship. And like, she they had like a 15 minute. The... Yeah. Like she had like a 15 minute presentation on why it should be Joey or in Pacey. And he, he totally agreed. And he rewrote the whole finale. So Joey and Pacey ended up together. It, it, they tried to do the whole, non-romantic soulmate thing like yeah Dawson is her soulmate but she's in love with Pacey but it's interesting because if you if you talk (laughs) if you read about Kevin Williamson he had a Joey like Kevin Williamson's gay and he had a Joey and that person is like his non-romantic soulmate so it it to me it makes more sense that Dawson and Joey don't end up together than if they had done I think it was almost like he was trying to live through vicariously in some way who's trying to change the story trying to change the story i'm not sure what's great is that dawson creates dawson's creek dawson dawson should have been gay then (laughs) if we're gonna i mean sometimes i wonder (laughs) that would have made more sense it would have made more sense to me if dawson and joey were in love with pacey if pacey was the center of the triangle maybe 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 Dawson ended up with what's his name instead of Pacey's brother, like. Oh yeah, Kier- Kerr Smith. Yeah, Jack. Yeah. Jack. Maybe there we Dawson go. Thank and you. Jack ended up together. That could be good. Dawson and Jack. So yes, that was one of those really great, super love triangly shows where I was like, I am not on board with the plan A there at was no all. For me, and I am <laughs> I was going completely... full in on plan B, and I think my heart is going to hurt because I mean, even when they broke Joey and Pacey up, it was so ridiculous how they broke them oh, up. There was no reason. It was ridiculous. Like, let's like just the, make... all of a sudden they had to have Pacey start acting like completely out of character. Right. It was completely, completely out of character. Completely out of character. Like, he's upset that Joey's going to college. I'm like, but you've been advocating for her to, like, get out. What? And then they yeah. had the weird pregnancy scare, which is like, okay, we're going to break up. It's very, it's very uh, Brenda and Dylan. We had a pregnancy scare, so we have to, so we have to break up. And I'm like, the thing with the pregnancy scares is people, these characters don't stop having sex. Like, they just go on to another relationship where they have sex. I was like, so you're not eliminating what is the actual risk factor. It's not the person. It's the behavior. (laughs) It's not not that it was this guy. And I won't get pregnant by this guy. No, no. Equal opportunity on all, you know. If you're going to sleep with guys, Joey, you might have pregnancy scares. It has nothing to do with Pacey. That is such classic 90s. You break up after a pregnancy scare. Classic 90s. You have sex one time. One time. You have a pregnancy scare and then you break up. That's also very Game of Thrones. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, these guys came from like Beverly Hills 90210. 
Okay, so my other unlikely ship God. right now is Sawyer and Juliet. I'm lost. I love them. So because much. I kind of feel like because the, so there's like a Jack, Kate, Sawyer, and Juliet quadrangle. Yeah, messy, messy, messy. It's messy. And so, like, right now, Jack is more about Juliet and Sawyer and Kate are together. But it's, like, anything that does not have the equation of Jack and Kate being together, I'm like, that's wrong. So I feel like the situation was <laughs> they created this quadrangle and it's like, what the frick do we do with Sawyer and Juliet? And they put them together and it probably works. I haven't gotten to the episodes yet where Sawyer and Juliet are together. Trust me, it's good. Sawyer just got off the greatest burn in the history of burns with Kate. What was his burn? He says he to her, <laughs> he says to her that, you know, she's leaving. She won't have sex with him. So he's pissed. And he's just like, well, come on back whenever Jack pisses you off next. Oh, and she slaps yeah, him. I remember that. I'm like, but that's that fair good. though, Kate. Like that's what I mean, you do. He wasn't I mean, wrong. <laughs> no, he was 100% on the mark. That's why she slapped him. Like you don't get to slap him for telling it like it is. Jake, Kate is just kind of a pain in my ass a lot. Kate is. <sighs> Yes, like a lot really problematic okay um <laughs> okay when your ship didn't come in and you rage about it until this day now you wanted to put dr and rose in this i did because i we've talked a lot about it and i, I know like but that, here's that. the thing they they both they they fall under that category and the they are the plan a couple who got together and it was all good like they're both and i know that doesn't make any goddamn sense at all but they are just trust me. okay <laughs> because listen, is it like my buffy angel thing where it's like they no just end up together? it's because she got to have her happily ever after with him but he didn't get to have his happily ever after with her interesting oh yeah i get that i remember what you told me happened well that's okay. interesting so, like, a lot of fans didn't like that because they were like, no, this is some bullshit. And I'm like, listen, they found a way to give us this happiest possible ending. I'm going to take it and run with yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Love, they're fine. It's fine. And I'm every time you. you get those two actors at a con and people be like, what are they doing now? And they'll be like, <laughs> they have two children and they do organic farming. And, <laughs> like, they have, like, whole head cannons for wow. what their characters are doing. They're fine. They're happy. They're having kids. It's fun. So... Well, that's the truth I go with. I totally, I like that truth. <laughs> I totally, I totally respect that. Um, everyone knows. You feel me on that. Everyone knows what ship didn't come in, and I still rage about it today. Yes, Stefan and Elena. It will never be okay. Actually, someone said this is the fun part of like the Jane the Virgin situation because I again this is like a weird cross shipping. There's a lot of Vampire Diary fans who also watch Jane the Virgin because if you like love triangles, you're attracted to show about love triangles. Um. So I'm having a lot of Delena fans say to me who are Michael fans that they That's totally weird. get why Stelena fans were so pissed that Elena ended up with with Damon because it's essentially they're like Michael is such a better person. And like I think a lot of people could actively admit that Damon was horrible, but he was also hot. So <laughs> it was a lot of the hotness chemistry factor too for why Damon and Elena but like to me, it's like, oh, Jen, you're just, you're just, you have favoritism, and I do, I do. Um, but also, <laughs> I don't fight the show and what the, the the show is saying. The show was saying that Damon and Elena were toxic. When you have Damon say to Elena, "We're in a toxic relationship," that's not me saying the ship is toxic. That's the writers. The only reason why they didn't break up and that they didn't end up together is because Julie Pleck and her bullshit. 
In fact, someone said to me too, they were like, this is like, that show is like a great situation where everybody gets screwed because it was supposed to end up Stefan and Elena. So that pisses off the Damon and Elena fans when they hear about that because then they feel like they're, they weren't planned endgame, which takes away from the win, yes, I guess. It's, it's, it's everybody gets a little bit of a shaft. Right. And then, okay, we, the Selena fans were like, well, we were supposed to be Endgame and we got hosed over because Julie, for some reason, couldn't get her act together in season six to make it happen. And so it's like everybody just gets screwed over. I'm like, yep, that's fair. And I got to be honest with you, even in the series finale where they have Dana and, and Elena – Delina fans were seriously screwed over because there was a proposal scene that they cut. I don't even believe that there was a proposal scene. I think that's bullshit. I think it's a lie. I don't think they ever filmed it. <laughs> I do. I just feel like Julie was like selling so much crap out there that none of it's true. And that because she basically blames Nina Dobrev for the reason why Steph and Elena didn't get together. I'm like, that's crap. You could have done this in season six. You're just a jerk. Um, you're too funny. Yeah. And then, you know, like they get one kiss, which is fine. But then it's like they just like walk hand in hand and like you don't get to see any of their happy life together. It's just like they're dead and in heaven. I was like, okay. That's annoying. I would have been cheesed up <laughs> if I was a Delana fan. But yes, I will always be pissed about Vampire Diaries. I will never be able to let it go. I probably should start like a hate blog. <laughs> just like, you should. Just like, my I feelings. hate Julie Pleck. This is all the reasons why this show was amazing and then became the worst. It's just, it's a, I have a toxic relationship with the Vampire Diaries. Let's put it that way. You do. I have you a really terrible do. time with this show. I don't know why Bad. I can't let it go. It's like I was on the cusp of perfection and then she just tore it away from me. And like they made just, Devin such a doormat. I was having this conversation. Like, okay, because Raphael. You're constantly picking this scab. I know. And it's real. Oh, I forgot to tell you this part about Raphael. Okay, so Jane. Jane is like, okay, I want Raphael. She shows up at Raphael's doorstep and he's like, uh uh-uh, uh, girlfriend, I'm over it. He does not get back together with her. He's like, I don't trust you anymore. We're done. Good for him. I was like, like, when was the last time the the counter person in the triangle got picked and they said, No thanks? That's I don't beautiful. know if that's ever happened. I love it. I was like, Good this is you, amazing because, yeah, she has <laughs> treated him like shit. Like, OK, I get that she had to explore the whole thing with Michael to an extent. But no, she didn't. She really didn't. She but, really didn't. She but, really but like to expect not. that Raphael is just going to be sitting there waiting yeah, at the end of all this. Bullshit. After you've just bullshit. blown up your life together. Bullshit. No, Raph is like, yeah. that's fucking bullshit. I'm done. I love it. I was like, oh, my God, I would have given my pinky finger for Stefan to have that kind of balls. When Elena, when it's like all season four. When, <laughs> oh, uh, but Elena had to Oh, my God, when Elena had to pick in season four, and they were like, oh, Stefan, what if she picks you? And Stefan's like, she's the love of my life. I'll go back to her in a heartbeat. I, heartbeat. I, I so screamed much. so much rage that series finale. Listen. Alina was boning your brother for the better part of a year. She couldn't wait one day after your breakup to fuck him. And then she lied about it. And we're just going to be like, oh, that's all sire bond. No, no. I was like, make her work for it. Like what I really wanted to have happen. This would have been my dream. Can I tell you my dream? My dream would be Damon falls in love with Bonnie. Who's Elena's best friend. Stefan falls in love with Caroline. 
who's Elena's best friend, and neither one of the brothers are in love with Caroline, or in love with Elena. I think that would have been the most amazing thing that this, that show could have ever done. And then, on top of that, eventually you move into a Stefan, Elena, Caroline love triangle. That's where the money was at, and you let Bonnie and Damon be happy in their perfection. I should have just written the show. I should have just let me write it. You're just Whatever. gonna have to rewrite it yourself. Write the I book. Think I, I might need to like thick it out. I don't know. I'm I'm like not in write enough. A book. I'm not just in the fandom the enough names. for that. There's vampires and then there's a girl and you can just it's a common enough trope these days. You could just write it. Okay. Just write it the way you want it. Um, my ridiculous one that I was like I just picked the wrong horse and I should have known better, <laughs> but I did it. Which was Felicity and Noel. Like, she goes to New York to follow Ben. And I'm like, no, it's totally going to be Noel. I feel like it should have been Noel if she went to follow another guy. Like, if she's going to grow as a character, Um, shouldn't her taste in men grow and change, too? It is 100%. She. I mean, I didn't watch the show, but... Okay, let me just tell you, (laughs) Noel's the better guy. He's just the better guy. I believe it. Ben is an indifferent asshole for the better part of like two years. And then he gets his, like he like, he wants her and then he doesn't want her. It's all this yin yang and yo-yo. And we're supposed to be like, oh, he has trouble with his feels. I'm like, I don't care. You're a dick. And every time she ends up in a relationship with someone, he like pulls this shit where it's like, I want to be with you now. And then she drops whatever guy she's with like a hot potato. I mean, she actually finally called him out on that behavior. (laughs) And she's like, you do this all the time. You just want to chase me. And every time I'm happy with someone, you you show up. But the problem with that is then she she, she ends up with him. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. He shows up with, like, a canister and was like, oh, let's watch this film that I stood you up on. And she's like, oh, that's so sweet. And he's like, do you know what that is? And she's like, what? And she's like, he's like, a time machine. And I'm like, oh, we're going to go back in time for when you were an asshole? Okay. <laughs> and her panties drop. I'm like, Felicity... Could you just not be? And then it was just embarrassing to watch Noel like pine for her for like five years. And it was just never going to happen, even though it should have happened. And then they had them hook up under the worst possible circumstances. Oh, and then. Okay. So they, so your point about the whole growth. <laughs> if you hook situation, up under bad circumstances, that's it. That's the kiss I know. Of death. It's like, I know. I should have known that. I don't know what I was thinking. It's thinking I actually had a legitimate. <laughs> Well, okay, and then, all right, so you're saying, like, growth. Like, if she followed the guy to whatever, New York. She should have grown past that childhood. I agree, but their version of growth is she makes Ben follow her. To, like, she goes to medical school and he follows her to medical school or some nonsense. I was like, okay, so we're just going to say, I'm codependent on you and you need to be codependent on me. Awesome. That's great. And then they do the whole time travel thing where, like, the what if. If she picked Noel, okay, and Noel dies in that scenario, so it's not like the show is even saying she's picking Ben over Noel. She's just with Ben because if she's not, then Ben dies. It's not even a real ending. It's not even a choice. That's weird. It's <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> so upsetting. See, I still rage about it. That show's like twenty years old, and I still get mad about it. Um, the other thing I get mad about is McDreamy. There's like See, a lot again, of shit. I didn't watch it. A lot of shit on Grey's Anatomy. It. Jen from Just About Right is watching Grey's Anatomy for the first time ever, and she's tweeting about it, and it like gives me life. Cause she like doesn't really like Izzy. I was like, nobody likes Izzy. <laughs> it's just, 
It's so I great. was like, did anybody ever like it? No. I don't know. Well, I gotta be. I just watched this stuff from the sidelines. There's like so like many guys. ships that <laughs> that Shonda Rhimes has torpedoed the souls of fans. Like Mark and Lexi was a big one. I mean, that was just so. Why would you ship brutal. anything on a show? Because show? I thought I was safe with McDreamy. Okay, it's McDreamy. They got married. They have the, the babies. Yeah. It's like then freaking what's his butt has to be a problematic sexual harassment mess. So she fires him. So it's not like, OK, there's like good. Bl- it's like they don't end on good terms. So she has to kill him, I guess. But I'm but I like they had built into the story a way to have Derek off the show without him dying. And then she just kills him. I'm like, or you could have just gone the route of. It's like, okay, if Meredith doesn't need a love interest, fine. Just stick her husband in Washington, D.C., curing whatever, Alzheimer's, and then the serious finale comes back. I don't know. I don't know what's the better option, but I was just mad. I was just mad that – I was just mad. <laughs> See, this is why you don't ship on certain shows because they just make you mad. I don't have any trust. I won't watch a Shonda Rhyme show anymore. First no, of all, she has a thing smart. about cheating and affairs. A real thing about it. And just speaking as a woman who's married and like, yeah, I have respect She's for the just institution. She's like really like lackadaisical. It's, with yeah, it. it's like, it's, like yeah, you know, fine, marriage is like an optional <laughs> thing and we can just kind of like screw whoever we want. Particularly yeah. if there are true love. Like, see, like that's not, there's it's an not avenue in which you can become <laughs> unmarried and then sleep with whoever you want. So like, how about you do that? You get yourself a divorce and then you can bang whoever the hell you want. No one's putting a gun to anybody's head to stay married. This is the things I yell at Shonda Rhimes when she's not listening to me. Okay, I think that's the one I'm the most mad about. Okay, no TPs. I think so. No TPs. A lot of them. So these are the ones that just you... Like you there's hate. chips that you're like, eh, I don't ship that or I don't like that. Right, but these no. are the, the these no are TPs the ones... are the ones... That you have like a burning, seething, writhing. You dig in, for. yeah. It's like I hate yeah. them with the passion and fire Any mention of a of thousand them Will sons. send my blood pressure through the roof. Yes, like you can't be impartial. You're just like, no, right. they are made no. from the no. devil. Bad, <laughs> bad. I have such a bias against them. I will make up any shit to make them sound terrible because I hate them so yeah, much. Yeah, I don't even care. Okay, so number one, <laughs> number one with a bullet, Laurel and Oliver. I, mean, I don't even care. We don't have to make up shit. It's I, all that, bad. They're it's just, just the, true. They're just, it's a love story made in hell. It's made in hell. Made I in, mean, even the writers know it was made. Hell. It was like, it's like Mark made a deal with the devil and the devil gave him. He's like, okay, and if you want a show, I'll give time, you a romance. And then the kid Every single time a comic fan says they should have done it just because it was in the comics, it just reinforces how bad it was. Yes. It was like, Nails Your whole reason board. for wanting them together is just because of some comic book. Because another story. Are you story kidding me right now? That's your on, only like, reason. On paper, That's not on like pictures. I love the way they acted together. I love no! the backstory. I love these the- inanimate no, it's objects. All, they were on. They were in the comics, and so therefore the I like them. And it's like, oh my like, god, no, you guys not, are the dumbest rocks that's not to it. ever. That's rock. not how that works. First yeah, of all, the comics are just like it's a story. But it's not actors. I feel like sometimes they right. have a hard time with that. They don't understand. They don't understand. They think chemistry is something understand? the writers can write into a script. Right. And they also like, think no, like chemistry mm, no. 
Like, okay, no. like chemistry can exist in like a book or a comic book, but it's a very different matter when you transfer it to humans who are not inanimate objects. <laughs> well, I don't think chemistry in a comic book exists. Well, not the way like, it does in No, it's not. The chemistry is the unnatural uh, or natural thing. It's the je ne sais quoi. It's what you can't control. The actors either That's have it or they don't. If you don't have yeah. it, you can't create it. It's not possible. There's no scenario in which the writer can create a scene in which is going to spring forth the chemistry if the actors don't innately have it. I firmly believe that. That's why you have a casting process and auditions. They have to work together because that's a problem writers can't fix. Writers can fix a lot of problems, but they can't fix chemistry. And like no. that's different. Then, if there's no chemistry, there's nowhere to make that up. That's an it's interaction between be two people that are just actors. That's not even a thing with the characters yet. You know what I mean? Whereas mm. in comics and books and that kind of stuff, you don't have that. You can, like, and first of all, it exists in your imagination. So when you're imagining these scenes, it's like, of course, it's fireworks in your brain, you know? But then when you need real people to bring it to life, reality doesn't, you know, live up to your imagination a lot. I agree. And they're just the worst. I mean, I'm sorry. We just they can't. The There's worst. nothing good about their Laurel. Their backstory is the worst. Their current story is the worst. There's just they're... nothing. The the alien hallucination was the worst. Like, everything about them is the worst. Can we talk about the fact that he dumped her on their wedding day and said, I never loved you the way you deserved. And, and her fans still think that was the most romantic. And they swoon over it. It's like he they walks like, oh, out on her for wonderful. the 150th time. She's really in the God-blessed dress. And really he's like, does. peace out, bitch. It's like, what are you... Goes running to the smoke tech building Runs to get back to the Runs in the rain. Literally in bad weather. He goes. Yeah. And he yeah. tells her, like, they think that speech is him saying to Laurel, I love you. No. They think it's him saying, I don't deserve you, which he was. But it, they take it to be like, oh, Laurel's so much better. I only deserve to love this gutter troll felicity so i'm gonna go back to her like they think that's what it was saying and it's not here can i tell you the truth about this is a little marriage healthy relationship insight if you're walking around saying i don't deserve my partner i don't deserve their love that's not a healthy relationship no it's bad when you find your person who who you feel you are the best version of yourself around like, I like the person I am with my husband. I like him. I like that person. The things that he brings out in me better than any of my ex-boyfriends, okay? And a lot of it is he accepts me for who I am. Like, if you are sitting in a relationship and saying, I don't deserve this person, I don't deserve this person, that's not healthy. Number one, everyone deserves to be loved. That's just well, yeah. It's everyone it's, it's deserves a very love. Toxic view of yourself. It's a toxic view you of yourself. A, if that's the message that the person right, if that's the message the person you're with is sending to you that you don't deserve them, that's toxic too. Mm-hmm. So basically, Oliver is admitting they are in a toxic relationship where the person Laurel and this is what he he says to her: the person you think I am, I've never been that person. Yes, they no, they missed that 
like that is together. massively they miss important. It. It's the reason he that cheated on her. He, she has this idea of who she's in love with the idea of who Oliver Queen is. And he's like, that's not me. And even if you know the real me, you're not going to love me. That's not love. That's not a relationship you build. And I agree he loves Laurel in the sense that she's a person he cares about. Um, but there's lots she's, of different kinds of love and yeah. he's not in love with her. No. And the fact that he tells her that this idea of who he is, which is basically the person he is in the dream. It's like the aliens plucked, they plucked the idea out of Laurel's mind for what Oliver should be in this dream. And he's like, okay, this is lining up with everything Laurel said I was and what I was going to be. And man, it don't fit. I'm not this right. guy. This isn't who I am. I'm not. And even in the dream, as he's living out his perfectly perfect happiness, he's unhappy. Like he's not well, happy about his, the direction with his dad and the company and all of that. He's got a lot of issues still. Here's another thing. If he says, I was never the man that you were in love with, that means she's not in love with him. either. Right. Exactly. Like you are in love with the idea of someone. And that's a common thing. That's not a real person. But that's very yeah. common in, in relationship is like, okay, the person I think you are in my brain, it doesn't match up to who you really are. And I can't make those two fit. So yeah. if you're more in love with the idea than you are the actual person, no, that's, that's bad. Don't marry them. That's not good. You know, you need to accept people for who they are. And hopefully that acceptance and that love brings out the best in them. That's the way it should work, which is what how it worked with Oliver and Felicity. Felicity knows all of Oliver's dastardly deeds. And she <laughs> she literally met him when he was a cold-blooded killer and was dropping bodies and was like, eh, I still like you. You know, it's really, she really, and she never wanted Oliver to be anything than th that he wasn't. You know what I mean? She saw she all these really good things the, in him. She saw his potential. Right. And she wanted him to reach that. But she didn't want him to suddenly be somebody he wasn't. No. I mean, if Oliver was like, I'm never going to be this guy, she would have been like, okay, well, that's your choice. But I think she did her unconditional three, love, like, the fact that he <laughs> felt, and a lot of this is Oliver. He didn't feel loved unconditionally by Laurel. No. There were strings attached to it. She'll love yes. me if I'm inheriting the kingdom. She'll love me yep. as long as we look the the best in the weddings engagements announcements. You know what I mean? It reminds me a little bit of on Sex and the City with um, Charlotte and the second husband. Why am I forgetting his name? Harry. So <laughs> Harry is the good guy. Harry is the, the ride or die. Okay. But Harry on paper doesn't look that great and he's nowhere near as attractive I guess as what her first husband was and her first husband was a dick so you know there's things that happen through their engagement and Charlotte's all upset about it because it's not perfect like their picture in the paper wasn't perfect their wedding wasn't perfect like the wedding's kind of a disaster all these mistakes and Charlotte's in the bathroom crying about all of this and I you know I'm not always a big Carrie fan but I do give Carrie credit for this she's like you're missing your wedding over stupid shit that doesn't matter you have the perfect man 
She's like, sure, you didn't have the perfect wedding, but you have the perfect man and you're missing it because you don't think it looks perfect. What does that even mean? That's bullshit. I'm like, there you go. So what does that even mean? What does, what does, what idea of Oliver Queen does Laurel have? To this day, I don't really think the writers ever answered that with her character, which just says everything you need to know about their investment in her character. You know? They wanted to sell this concept to me that Laurel always believed Oliver Queen could be a hero. Right. And they that kept trying to sell it. And it did it fell flat the instant right. that she said that could never be you. We both know you're not that kind of guy. Right. It's like okay, we well, can't like, have her arguing or he's a murderer. You, you know, she tells the that the hood's a murderer. Yeah, it's you, like okay, well then no she didn't. You can't put that cat back in that in that bottle there guys right Felicity (laughs) saw the hood for what he was and she accepted him there was no there's no there's no pushback conditions conditions no conditions yeah so I really think that's a problem that they struggle with on the Laurel and Oliver side and they've always had this idea and it's that what Oliver says to Laurel is based off of what he says to her in season one which you always saw the person that I really was, which is so much fucking bullshit. I ralphed my way through the season one finale when he was doing that. I was like, (laughs) puke words, not having it. There's nothing you've said. This whole season actually matches up to that. You're trying to tie up the season long arc with a bow. Right. But it's 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 already a mess. It's a mess. It's you can't. It's like trying to tie up spaghetti. It's like it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. It's gonna be messy. You can say it, but we don't feel. We don't it, believe so you. It's not we don't true. believe you. Yeah. So I. That's always kind of mind-boggling to me, particularly when he says to Laurel, "I don't deserve that love." And literally in his vows, his real vows to Felicity, he says, "And you made me believe I deserve to be loved." Like, if you don't get those two comparisons that Laurel makes, here's the deal. Laurel makes Oliver feel like shit and Felicity makes Oliver feel like the best. Right. That's basically the differences. Like, okay, maybe both women love him, but the way Laurel, the way Laurel loves him and how she views Oliver makes him feel like crap as a human being. And then therefore he acts like a crappy human being. Even even in the alien hallucination, which wasn't actually Laurel, by the way, because she's dead, but right. it was just it was a it was a hallucination. She wasn't a real person. Felicity right. in that hallucination was also not a real person. Right. Ray was a real person. Thea was a real person. Sarah was a real person. That's right. There was a concept. Laurel was not a real person, okay? Right. She wasn't really there, even, guys. <laughs> she wasn't really there, right. okay? And here's another thing. She even there, once Oliver started remembering, he was like, he went it went back to the same old thing where he did not feel good anymore. Well, and he's her running love didn't from her. Make him like feel he better. literally yeah. ran from her. That's all he twice. That's all he knows how to do. Because she's like, there's something in Oliver that instinctually knew this isn't it. Yeah, this should be. And that was it. Here's the thing with Oliver. This is why Oliver feels crappy. He feels like I should be in love with Laurel Lance. Yeah, yeah. On paper, yeah, I agree. She sounds yeah. great. I should be well, in love with her. Well, his family, how he grew right. up. Right, it's like his she fits the bill for the expectations. Yeah. But I'm mm-hmm. not in love with her. So something's What's seriously wrong with, wrong with me. Yeah. Right. And then that something's fuels a lot of his. I'm not blaming Laurel for Oliver cheating on her. I'm saying no. No. cheating is often 
can be a symptom of other problems, you know? Cheating was Oliver not being able to deal with the fact that he didn't love her the right. way he should. I mean, you don't cheat. That was his I problem. I mean, it's like... Not hers. Right, no. It's like, okay, Oliver <laughs> wanted to break up with Laurel. Instead of having the man balls to do it, he sleeps with her sister to blow it up. Like, can you imagine if he what ever you... did anything like that to Felicity? Oh, my God. I Our fandom would have rioted and then burned him at the stake. He would like, be he dead. He would have been dead. Steve would need, yeah. like, protective... Something would. Like there would be He'd a blind like it would like we wouldn't be able to see the reality versus fiction kind of like no they're all the no. same you all must die bad can bad. we talk a little bit about the whole thing with emily we'll talk about that later with the posting of the pictures <laughs> it's like a oh, lot god. oh my gosh wow. that's a whole <laughs> um okay so obviously laurel and oliver um for me delena even if there's good points about them that people can argue I can't. <laughs> I just. Fair enough. I hate them so much. And I understand, like, on the flip side of that, there's people who hate Stelena as much as I hate Delena. But I, it's just really hard for me to even say anything positive about Dave and Elena. Because for me, the big difference between the two romances is um, Dave and Elena are like this all-consuming we're just about each other kind of love. Whereas Stefan and Elena, I think they love each other just as much, but it's like they let in the outside world. And a lot of times they're sacrificing their happiness in order to help other people. Whereas with Dave and Elena, it's like they're, they're selfishly motivated a lot. It's just about the two of them and screw everybody else, particularly in season five. I know people are screaming right now that I said that, but that's just how I feel. And I don't even know if that's like a hundred percent. Like (laughs) I can go back. I know I can't go back. I'm like, I mean, I could, but I won't, but it's just, they're just one of those (laughs) ships where I'm just like, no, I can't. And I don't get, here's the other thing. Cause everyone's like, Oh, ring that bell. No. And everyone's like, Oh, Summerholder. Isn't he hot? I'm like, listen guys, he's my age. He's a little bit older. He might be in his forties, a couple years older than me. And I, visibly visually remember him on another show this is a Dawson's Creek spinoff and he was just not attractive I think sometimes when you get your first dose of an actor like it stays with you and I, I I'm willing to admit he's made leaps and bounds in the leading man looks department I'm not saying he's not attractive I just never was like oh my god he's so hot I need Elena to do him I just yeah. was like no you're a dick for flirting with your brother's girlfriend just stop being awful and also, he was right. awful to a lot of people yeah. all season one. Damon was a villain in season one. And, like, na- like later on in other seasons, like, I will never forget, like, the 100th episode. They were, like, naming off all the horrible things that had happened. And they were blaming Catherine when all of it was Damon. And they're like, well, Damon only did that because of Catherine. I'm like, wait. So Damon just gets, what? And yes, I know Stefan's a ripper. Stefan is my problematic child, too. I'm not saying... That's what I was saying about the Jane and Raphael, Michael thing. At least they don't eat people. Nobody's perfect. But they don't eat people. Yeah. Michael and Raph aren't, like, murderers. I don't think so. That's true. So, yeah. That's my hatred. It's deep. <laughs> it won't ever go it's away. Um, no, okay, Jamie and Cersei. Hate them. A lot. I mean, I think that's one's 
like obvious like are if, we supposed you to, to hate explain it? to somebody why i feel like there's jamie and cersei like, shippers out there though isn't there there are <gasps> there are i've never encountered one in the wild well, probably but because there, it's I'm like told too dangerous to like say hey i'm a jamie cersei <laughs> no shipper. apparently they come out and attack people on tumblr like the jamie brienne blogs they come after them why? i don't know this is Would what i hear be cool with two twins hooking up don't Oh. I think a lot of people are like, oh, it's Game of Thrones. See, that doesn't like, apply with me. Do we just put our morality on pause for a TV show? I don't think I that mean, works, like, a certain know? about, it's like, it's like, okay, well, Oliver's killing people. I'm like, well, that's not good. Like, uh, to a degree. Right, but, but like, like, yeah, but they're bad people. It's like, okay, well, I have some of that morality with Vampire Diaries, because if you try to argue that, it's like everyone's terrible. Yeah. On that show. Everyone's terrible. And if they're not terrible, right. the writers went out of their way to make them do something terrible. So no one could have, no character could have moral superiority over the other. Like they got, <laughs> they got to a point where Caroline was basically the mother Teresa in the group. And then they just had her murder. And she was looking way too much better. She was looking way better than Elena. And they literally had her murder like 20 people. Like, she had a good reason for it, but she still murdered 20 people. Just so her body count was higher than Elena's. I'm not kidding you. It was absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I can see why my husband stopped watching that. Now I'm, like, looking back in retrospect because he loved Caroline. That might have been his. As I'm out. Okay. Uh, Doctor and River was one of yours. I don't know who River well, is. Listen. River is actually played by the same actress. Who played Laurel and Sarah's mother? Oh, that's um, that's Doctor Elizabeth from ER. I know, and she showed up, and in one of these these episodes, it was after Rose had gone, and she showed up, and it was all very kind of as with everything on Doctor Who, it's all very timey wimey. And she's like, oh, you're younger than I've seen you ever seen you before. And she's like being all flirty and like know it ollie with him. No spoilers you know, and all this stuff. And I was like, OK, well, she irritates the heck out of me already. <laughs> Who is she? And how does she know him? And like it eventually becomes known that like, oh, that's his wife. And I'm like, well, that's some what? bullshit because we just spent how many years establishing why he can't have relationships with people. And then like all of a sudden. Then he's got this, and, and even he was like in the episode. He's like, "That's some bullshit. I don't get married, you know. <laughs> I don't, I don't do that, right? You know." And and it was one of those things that the guy who took over the as showrunner, that was his thing because that was one of the episodes that he wrote oh. while it was still the previous showrunner. Okay. And so when he took over, he brought her back, and she'd like be in and out for like the ne- the rest of the time. And she was just oh, so fucking irritating. And I, I couldn't stand her. And, and it got to the point where, like, I'd see her face, like, even, like, in a gif. Somebody would post, like, oh, spoilers. And I'm like, oh, get it out of here. That's what you're all like with Laurel. I love you because, like, your initial impressions a lot of time, you don't move from that. No. You're like, no, nope, I don't. I hate I, once like, I you decide, will hate a character I'm... on site. Yep. Yep. Like, what was it? Laurel turned off the TV and you're like, she's the worst. No, no. It was um, when she said, I hope you ride in hell a lot longer. Oh, I thought you got mad at her before that when she turned off the TV. A lot of people got watching. mad with the TV. I didn't. I wasn't really paying that I didn't close pay attention close at that attention point. I did to that, yeah. 
but no, when she said, I hope you ride it in hell, I'm like, well, that's kind of mean to say about somebody you supposedly love. You know, right. like, <laughs> I thought that was kind of rude. And I'm like, I don't like her eyebrows. And then that was it. I've always been like worse. really cheesed off, though, about the breakup situation with Oliver and Felicity, because you and I very strongly believed that that was a Laurel Lance storyline holdover that they applied to Oliver and Felicity. Like, if you run it through in your brain... So it makes more sense with for Laurel, Laurel right? Because it's like, okay, Oliver and like she hates him in the pilot, and then they're supposed to become Green Arrow and Black Canary together, and then fall back in love and be amazing superheroes together. So, if let's just pretend, let's just follow it through that Laurel and Oliver stayed together, and she forgives him, and they're together. And they're engaged and they're going to get married. And he finds out that the son that he found out about in season two, he finds out about it later and he chooses not to tell her. Not only because he cheated on her more than once, but then he lied. He's not that he had a son as a consequence of that cheating. Doesn't it make more sense that he not tell that he would lie to Laurel about that? I think that makes a lot more sense why he would lie to Laurel. Well, it makes more sense why Laurel would be upset and about it. And why Laurel would be upset about why, why it would lie. be a deal breaker. It's like right. Everything makes more sense. Like, they wouldn't have had to do the ultimatum. Like, I truly feel Oliver at that point, like, if he, had, if he was with Laurel, let's just say that whole, let's just ignore all the problems. Let's just say that it all worked out fine and they had amazing chemistry and it was a great storyline. I could see Oliver choosing willfully to not tell Laurel that. Because he would have to fess up to cheating on her again, and that the, he has a secret love child. I don't think that they would they have had, had to, to build. Kind of... They had to build in the, the ultimatum to make it make any sense why Oliver was not telling Felicity about this. He didn't cheat on Felicity. You know what I the mean? The ultimatum made no sense. Yeah, it yeah. was just like was he just didn't like... cheat on her with this girl. It's like she already knows he was kind of a bastard back in the day, and she would have no problem with him having a kid. So they had to create this whole, like, weird um, ultimatum thing. And they, like, you know, I was I could, like, get it back to Oliver and his psychological issues with lying. Because I can do that pretty much with him on anything. But it always that storyline, to me, was always one of those. They built it in season two, particularly when they were. Season do, three. Right. When they're headed into season three and it's like, okay, they built it into season two when it was very much who does Oliver Queen love the most. And I was like, this was a storyline that they had planned with Oliver and Laurel and they're going to keep it because this is what they're going to use to break up Oliver and Felicity. And Steven even said that it was really important to Oliver, really important because Steve didn't like it either. And it was really a big deal to the writers that Oliver lied to Felicity. It has to be a lie Mm -hmm. because he argued like none of this makes sense. Because it, it didn't make any sense. <laughs> so I, you and I it remember when we were talking, about it, I was like, this doesn't make more sense if it was Laurel. And I honestly, it's a good storyline if it's Laurel. Because like she forgave him for cheating on the sister and he couldn't fess up to cheating on her more. And then he lies about the kid. Like you could see why Laurel takes off the ring and shoves it. And then we've got to wait X number another year and a half well you could even play out the how do i know you're not going to do this to me right exactly and you still can't be honest with me kind of situation like oliver and laurel had so many more lies between them that in order to to bring them together you know the not lying thing would have to be a much bigger 
thing. And Oliver and Felicity had a very transparent and truthful relationship, even when they were just friends. Mm -hmm. He didn't lie Mm -hmm. to her, you know? I mean, there were occasional, hey, I didn't, I haven't told you everything about my past, but I don't consider that lying. I just think that's Oliver not ready to talk about his trauma. So I, I, I was always like, you know, this is one thing that they had cooked up with. How are we going to break the, the super couple and then get them back together? And this is what they cooked up. And they just, they were like, oh, it's okay. We can just, we can just insert it into Oliver and Felicity's storyline. and It'll be fine. It's like, no, it made absolutely no sense. Like, not even a little bit. <laughs> Facts. Um, okay, other no TPs. Joey and Dawson. We've talked about them. Oh, definitely. Yeah. This is, and the next one is one we disagree on. Spike and Buffy is a no TP for me. They're an I don't care TP for me. I hate <laughs> them. I can't even tolerate. There was like, you guys don't know how rough season six was on for me. It was just... And I got really mad when Spike went to go get his soul. I was like, oh, fuck you. Seriously, that's what I said at the TV. I was like, fuck everybody trying to make him an Angel 2.0. And then they, like, did the whole, oh, we're arguing that he's better than Angel because he fought for his soul. It's like, you know what? He did it so he could bang Buffy. That's not the same thing. Also, (laughs) Angel spent, like, 100 years being tormented about his guilt and Spike did a one week in a basement and he was fine. In fact, Angel made this point actually now that I remember it in his own damn show when Spike came over to his show. He's like, "Fuck you and your stupid soul copying ways." <laughs> the only thing like okay, you know like how I say it doesn't matter what the actors feel, like it shouldn't impact your opinion. Like feel like if you are mad about something with Oliver and Felicity and Steve is like, oh, no, it's great. It's fine if Steve doesn't agree with you. You don't need their approval mm-hmm. in order to, for your, to be firm in your opinion. Okay. It makes me deliriously happy that Dave Boreanaz, Sarah Michelle Gellar, and James Marsters all hate Buffy and Spike. <laughs> like, I would say Dave Boreanaz really doesn't have an opinion on it, but and James are like nope they're awful it was supposed to be Buffy and Angel the whole time like they asked him at the 20 year reunion like I don't even think David answered but they're like you know who should Buffy be with Buffy or Angel or Spike or Angel and Sarah has always been very committed she's like she's the angel captain of the ship she's like Steven it's like no this is she's she's like it's always Angel and it was hilarious because James was like don't look at me I completely agree it should be Angel (laughs) Like Buffy and Spike Aww. were so toxic. I was like, you guys just are singing to my soul right now, and I just really appreciate you agreeing with me. Not that it makes me more right. It doesn't. It's just like like the actors' opinions don't count for more just because they're the actors. I just I just like it when they agree with me. It gives me a happy. Sure. <laughs> Alright, did we miss any ships? Oh, let me think. I feel like we covered the ones that were like passionately cared about. You know what's interesting is the ones that like, hmm. like Breaking Bad didn't really have a There's ship that no I cared about. On Breaking Bad. I know. <laughs> well, you know, Good Girls. That's one we haven't. T- we're big Beth and Rio. It's hard to say what their plan is. I know. I don't know what they're stage. doing with Beth and Rio. It's like I want to be excited like their endgame, but then it's like Beth is really turning into an antihero, and I'm just not certain this is gonna all be happy 
Yeah, exactly. It's going to be fun, but also disastrous. But it really says something when you're rooting. Like, doesn't that say at all that I am actively rooting for her to be with the drug dealer than with her ponce of a husband? Yeah. Well, her husband is such a ponce that... I know. Well, I, did it make you really mad last episode? Good girl spoilers. Um, That he left her, the husband left Beth, and he took the kids. And so, like, she's yeah. had to change all the behavior to get him and the kids back. I'm like, what? We went into robbing because... You were needing money because of him. Also, he cheated on you like five times. <laughs> <sighs> I can't understand. Man, if you've cheated, that's a thing with me. If there's a cheating storyline, it's very difficult for me to forgive the character. I'm pretty much done. Well, Beth cheated too. Oh, yeah, you're right. But like in my brain, it's like revenge cheating. Like he started it. Mm. Mm-hmm. That makes it okay. Huh? Listen, I could be hypocritical when I damn well please. <laughs> okay. Particularly when the guy is Brio and super hot. It doesn't have to make sense. I, my opinions don't have to be like founded in factual correctness about stuff. And I can say one thing and then completely ignore it the next sentence. Because that's how I do. <laughs> okay. That's fair enough. Thank you. Yay me. Alrighty. I think we've beaten this topic to death thoroughly. We talked about a lot of We shapes. did good. I thought we did good. Yeah. Hopefully people are still there. Hi. Eh, we lost them all. <laughs> How are you feeling going into the final episode with Felicity Smoke? Maybe, maybe not. Listen, I posted my little finale prediction thing on my blog. But I underscored Felicity isn't dying. And Oliver's not dying either. And that's where I'm sticking you to. You should take me in that. I'm sorry. Because it, it was our ideas. <laughs> I don't know. Some of these I didn't consult you on, Jennifer. Well, there was a previous <laughs> conversation about certain things. Well, about Felicity dying, but that wasn't the sum total of my thoughts. But I was I in there. Talked about... I was in there. Sure. Okay. Let's go with that. Anyways... <laughs> There was some of us who were more confident than others. Oh, stop. <laughs> just because I ask a simple question doesn't mean I'm not confident. It just means I was curious. Mm, okay. My goodness. <laughs> You're applying all sorts of, you were worried. I was like, actually was not. <laughs> okay. Mm, okay. Worry denotes a certain sort of, I'm going to be upset if this is true. And I was not. Okay. Of the upset. Still should it's take me. <laughs> Go back and take me. It didn't. It doesn't. Because then, then I'm on oh it. I could say, then I could reblog it and say, say what Why did don't you, you post go to my this? blog and scroll down and look at it? I don't know. Days ago. Oh. You normally <laughs> take me. It I went... don't have to look for it. Why should I tag you? Uh, because it's like two posts down. Oh, <laughs> that's it. Okay, well, <laughs> hey God, oh there it is. Okay, yeah, these are all my. Okay, yeah, it's not that shocking that we agree. No, 
I think most people would assume. In fact, I had a lot of people reply and say, I agree. (laughs) Well, I know, but some of this, yeah, this is like, yeah, this is our convo. Some of it. Not the bottom part. (laughs) (laughs) My God. All right. Anyways, back to topic. How are you feeling? About? Being the last Fussy Smoke episode. Grateful, glad, relieved. Ah, uh, so Beth had an interview. Yes, she did. It was good. You gave me a heads up about it. Trisha gave me a heads up about it. I love Trisha because Trisha's always texting me. Like, I don't know. She always sees stuff really fast, and then she texts me that it happens. It's, like, the best. I love her. Um, It was – she said there's a 10-minute scene that she cries every time she watches it. Yes. I'm scared. At the end. I think I'm going to cry. At the very I feel end. feel pretty good I'm going to cry. I think it's going to be – well, Steve in his whole oh, I fogged know. up her glasses crying <sighs> nonsense. Like, we Ben knew we were going to uh, cry. Like, I, when I think about what's going to happen, like, I know what's going to happen. Like, you know it's coming. I like to actually see it happen. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt so bad. Like, even if it's, like, outside factors that are separating them, it's still going to hurt. It's just going to be so painful. Because they deserve yeah. to be together. And it's just like it will be. I know, but it's like It'll oh, we're gonna lose the twenty again. years. It just hurts my heart. Meh, it's fine. <laughs> Cal is just like it's fine. Listen, I'm also juggling Game of Thrones at the same time. It's like I only have so many fucks to give, and they're just like they're being spread thin. Okay, I feel good about our ship, even as we're ex- as we're entering into doom. I feel better about Elicity than I do about Jamie and Brienne, and I feel yes. don't feel bad about Jamie and Brienne. So I don't feel confident in Jamie and Brienne, though. No, at I all. Don't feel very like I feel either. like I'm headed into Doom <laughs> with Oliver and Felicity, but I feel confident in Oliver and Felicity. Like they are unbreakable. Mm-hmm. I'm headed into mm-hmm. Doom with Jamie and Brienne. I don't feel confident. I do not. No. Nope. Not, not at, at all. all. <laughs> <laughs> this could be worst case scenario Rude. disaster zone. Yes. Where they just hook them up just to just obliterate them hey, into a and I'm just pieces. focusing on the at least they hooked them I up. I know. Like I would say at to myself in those Thank situations, God. like they they were probably gonna get obliterated no matter what, so at least they gave me sex. Exactly. That we didn't get to see. That's fine. Sorry, that was okay. really angry. I don't need to see it. I'm a little I more don't voyeuristic. Need to see that. Oh I guess we God. saw enough. <laughs> it's like all of a sudden Game of Thrones has gotten really like prissy. Tame. Yeah. It was like Listen, actors be like, man, I'm not taking Gwendolyn off my clothes Christie, anymore. Gwendolyn Christie is arguably their biggest star next to um Amelia Clark. Like I feel like those are the two biggest stars with like Kitten Harrington is a little bit behind with, with Nick. But like she's one of their biggest stars. She's been in the most big stuff like she's in yeah star she's wars got the whole star wars Pete. thing yeah mm-hmm. you know yeah she's a big news and like i can say, big news i was i was like clauses. i feel very That's strongly <laughs> as i'm watching this the reason why they're not having any nakedness is because gwendolyn doesn't want to show anything and i was like i respect that she's mm-hmm. got other movies that she's gotta like it's it's cool that amelia is like for it but like it's very personal for an actor to be like how much are you gonna well, show Well, amelia hasn't done it a lot in recent years like in the beginning, right. she was just walking around all naked. All I gotta time, be honest, I was a little now. floored with season six finale that they were she was as naked with John as. Oh, I know. I was like, Whoa. Kit Harrington seems kind of cranky. As... 
in interviews. Who? Kit. Who? Oh, well, yeah. Is but is cranky? that just Kit? I don't know. I don't know. He just seems kind of moody. I think, like, a lot of them are cranky. I don't know. Like, dude, really? you're just, like, on the biggest television show in the history of the world. Like, lighten up. You made bake. Chill out, dude. I don't know. It's fine. Maybe it's just, like, he's, like, <laughs> he's, like, really, like, I don't know. He's more, like, comfortable with people he knows in interviews. He's, like, more nervous than he, I don't know. I don't actually know anything about Kit Harrington. I just was, like, reading a couple of his interviews. No. I was like, oh, he sounds kind of cranky. I know nothing Jon Snow. I know nothing Jon Snow. I mean, I will admit I miss, to understanding he's tired of people yelling that at him, which that's fair. But listen, it's also his wife that yelled that at him. So I know. And it's awesome because they got married. In fact, it made my know. husband really happy when he saw what happens to her. I told him immediately that the two actors got together and it made him feel better. He was like <laughs> really excited. I was like, okay, but you know, they're not actually John and you He's like, shh. Zit. In our world, they are. Happily ever after. Right. Okay. (laughs) That's fine. So, like, unfortunately, like, Nick is, like, married for, like, 20 years, and it's just not, that's not going to happen with him and Gwendolyn, so I don't know what I'm going to do. Is it weird that it makes me like Nick more that he's been married for 20 years? That's so rare. How about if I tell you, how about if I tell you this? This is a cute little nugget, and you will enjoy it. Okay. You want to hear it? Yeah. Okay. Because... Nick is 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 a lovely a lovely guy. Mm-hmm. He said he met his wife and he knew that he'd marry her ten minutes into their first conversation. Well, I'm kind of crushing on him now. That's really sweet. He's apparently like a a huge romantic, and oh. that's why he's always been pushing for Jamie and Brienne. Is that that appeals more to his romantic heart than Jamie and Cersei? That man rivals Hard Eyes. Like Stephen Amell you know. to Stephen Amell. No, I think he's. I think he can show Stephen Amell's thing or two about how it's done. <laughs> like, well, like the th- really good. I'm not gonna say that. I was like, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I just there's like, th- there's stuff about Oliver when it comes to Steve that I don't feel Steve is acting. This is also true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like foot rubs, baby. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if you guys are on Twitter. <laughs> Or not. <laughs> Callie wasn't, but then you were on this this day. Emily, it was Steve's 40th birthday. I had to come on just to send you that tweet. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it was like, <laughs> whoa. Um, And Emily, like, opened up the vault of photographs and put it on She's Instagram. Been doing that, like, yeah, since since been her, a lot of Instagram. From, like, yeah. we've gotten more Instagram from Emily in the past month than we've gotten in seven years. Um. Arrow specific, yes. And there was like a lot of sharing about things they do, like footsies and snuggling. And I was like, whoa, I was not prepared. Footholding. Footholding. Yeah. So Cal says she wanted to foothold with me. I was like, listen, I'm game. I don't know what that is. And then I read the tweet. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a thing. It was just like an (laughs) overload of Steve love. Like normally they're so much. Like, they say they really enjoy each other and we're best friends and we're best friends, but they don't give a lot of photographic evidence for it. You know what I mean? Like, that's sure, all sure kept on are. the down low. And all of a sudden, it was just like this explosion. And then there was a well, video. Here's the thing. Happy birthday the video. video. The knocking point. Yeah. The video that knocking point put out came out, I think, a little bit before that because I saw that on Was Tumblr. it before? And I was like. It was before, and I was like, oh, that's sweet. She got in a happy birthday to him. So, we don't, you know, people don't have to worry about if she's going to wish right. him a happy that's birthday. Right. That's always a thing that And then, like, later on, here folks. come all her pictures, and it was like, oh. Well, and, like, it was, okay. okay, can I say something that made me a little uncomfortable in the video? 
probably gonna get me in trouble, but whatever. Um, so they they end the video. the The video starts with Emily and starts with Mavi, but and it ends with them. But Cassandra's nowhere in the video. Isn't Cassandra like supposed to be like a big knocking point partner? Isn't that like what she does? It's just kind of weird. Also, how does she feel about the foot holding? I have questions. Maybe. Maybe she doesn't like feet and that's his foot Listen, outlet. If my know. husband was foot holding with some other woman, I'd be like, excuse you, sir. That woman has a I, very broad. I have no there's a explanation. There's a broad range like, of acceptable okay. behavior for Stephen, Adam Amell, and I have questions about it because I'm like, that's not. Don't what I'm allowing my hard. husband to do. But again, it's not my business, so. It's going to, like, make your brain bleed. It does make my brain so. bleed. It's like I think about it no. and I'm like, no. <laughs> like, no. I feel like I have, <laughs> like, all it. of these very just. It's like I, no. I, my brain's in a box. No. <laughs> for, like, how marriage works. And maybe that's not no. the box they're in. Maybe I'm in a different box. I, don't, I think that's a different Am box. Am I in a different yeah, box? you got a different there's box. There's their box and yeah. then there's my box. Yeah. It's not the same you box. You have. You have a very different. That box. helps me with That's the fine. brain bleed. I'd Thank like you. to not have it. It's good. Aneurysm. It's good. Separation is good, isn't it? <laughs> right. It's just like it's, it's kind of like that's it was over very, there. It was making me a little weird, uncomfortable. Like I know fine. everyone was really excited with like all the flush of like images, and I was like, "Whoa! It was just too much, too fast, Emily. You gotta like lead me down this path slowly." I can't. I just can't she handle it all how. at once, girl. You just gotta feed it to me bit by bit. And it was just, it was just an onslaught of information. I was like, I don't, it was a lot. what's happening? Like he was in a mouse costume or something? Was he a rabbit? No, that was the, um. Was he a llama? What was that thing? What was that? I forget now Also, what all the photos were really artsy. Well, that's like her thing. How do all the actors make these artsy pictures? Because my she pictures don't turn out artsy like that. I know I want to, I want, it's like she's, but like these are like on her iPhone probably. Like she's artsy with know, the freaking iPhone. It's like, I don't know how to do that. Did you see her chopping wood today? It's not as yes. sexual. No, that was yesterday. She was really chopping wood. That, that was yesterday. Was it? My goodness. Jennifer. I'm sorry. I don't know things. It was impressive. It was a big <laughs> log. She's just like it pure muscle. She was just going to She town. would absolutely kick my ass. Like a lot. And we'd thank her. Yeah, that would be kind of fun. I wonder that her cards can kick my ass. Would I pay her to do it? And she's Probably going not. to a convention. Oh, yes. She's I'm so going excited. To a convention for like the first time in 18 months. I'm so like, excited I think since for you, our San Jose convention. This is like the, her first time, isn't it? I don't think it's the first time in London. I thought she's no, no. Our first time since our San Jose convention. I think so. I think you like, and I got in on like the tail end. Months. I don't know. Was there one more after us? Might have been one more after. Might have been us, one more after I think us. That was. But like, I feel like they might have done them dirty too because they like didn't do an OTA panel or anything like that. Yeah. There was like shifty shit going on at FanFest. I'm really excited for the London folk. Yeah. Y'all yeah, are awesome. Too. You're gonna do us proud. And everybody who said that Emily will never do another Arrow thing after she's done filming now has to eat their words. Well, here, that's my thing, too. Because she's doing yeah, a con. Yeah, I don't think, um, I don't think Emily leaving is about Emily being mad at Arrow or anything like that. No. I think Emily was just done. And 
I think fans can be mad at Arrow and not have to have Emily also be right. Mad at Arrow. Like they're, those two things don't have to be connected. So I, I think she, they could be, they she could might be, separate, be done yeah. with the character. She might not want to do ten more episodes, but I don't think that means, hey, I hate the show and fuck you. I never want to show up to film. Well, and also going to a finale. convention <laughs> isn't really the same as like the job itself. Like that's a separate. That's meeting fans. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Like if she wasn't going to mm-hmm. go to a convention, that's kind of like not saying that she has to in any way, shape or form, but that's really her reaching out to fans. Like the fans don't have anything mm-hmm. to do with her not wanting to film anymore. You know? Well, and I think her not filming, not signing up for the 10 episodes was knowing that she wasn't going to be available for the first three or four anyway. Yeah, there, so like that was something interesting. you consider like three or four out of ten, that's a huge chunk of the season. Right. Well, so that was something that like, Beth said in the interview that they're actually hoping to get Emily back for episodes, plural. Mm-hmm. So really, and like when you look at the schedule with this play, she would be available um, later on. So yeah, I'm not getting excited about that, that she'll be back for multiple episodes. I'm just keeping my fingers crossed that she'll be back for the last episode. Maybe just like a scene is pretty much all I'm hoping for. Yeah, uh, my 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 needs are very yeah, very real small. slam, real slam. I'm excited <laughs> that there's some ten minute scene with Felicity. I feel like they're gonna do us right, and we're gonna get a really yeah, great Alicity episode next episode. And I I totally respect the Alicity fandom being upset and frustrated that Arrow has not changed their standard operating procedure of Elicity is in the final ups. It's like, yeah, yeah this, if they were ever going to change, they were going to change it. This was the, the year to do it. it. And maybe you needed to focus on her character and that kind of stuff. But I was, I'm still working on my review for last week's episode. And you know, there, I, what I think I did notice as I'm rewatching is, you know, Oliver and Felicity are on separate paths. Like they're on, they're different parts of the episode. They don't get to spend a lot of time together, but their trajectories are very similar. They've done this a lot where Oliver and Felicity are on the same path, but separate. And then like they come back together as a couple from their individual decisions learned and then make that decision as a couple. So it kind of makes sense to me that Oliver was having a fight with Angel Tommy and then Felicity was uh, sorting out the best way to be a mother. Because I think they'll come back to this episode, the final, and they'll have some stuff to say to each other. Mm-hmm. So there was like elicity in the episode. There was a through line. It's just, it kind of reminded me of the premiere where it's like Felicity's in one spot, Oliver's in one spot, but their their trajectories are very similar, but they're not together. But I think at this point, everyone was cool with Elysi not being together at the beginning of the season because, A, we knew it would happen eventually. We're not cool with it at this point. And we're not cool (laughs) with it at this point because now we know Emily's leaving and this is it. This is all we get. So I completely agree. They better bring it next episode because they have kind of shafted us. Not even kind of. They've shafted us on time. I had to sit and listen to Dinah and Roy for. And quality moments, too. Like, come on. I'm still upset about the hug. I know. That was weird. I, I agree with that. I was rewatching it and I was like, oh, this is just blocking wise. It's just weird. It's like he's going to hug they her and like then they, they stop. Yeah. They were like, like leaning what? towards each other and then they're like, oh, wait, no, we can't. It's do like she that. touches like, his really? hand and then it's like this weird hand touch. It just reminds me of 623 when she was like kneeling at, at the desk. It's like, just <laughs> go around the desk and sit in his lap. That's what she should do. Sometimes I want to like be the well, director then. and block things better. 
it would always be I'm Emily and Stephen's laugh. That's how it always would end. <laughs> Darling. All right. We got to wrap this up because people are going to like, I don't know. They're going to do something. <laughs> stop listening. Probably stop listening about yeah. an hour and a half ago. <laughs> All right, guys. We will be back for the final Felicity episode. Soon. Dun, dun, dun. We'll see ya dun, dun, dun. on Monday. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week. Be sure to listen next week. Subscribe to Watch Over on iTunes or Google Play. And look us up on Twitter and Tumblr. Bye. Bye.